2: Love Talk Radio.
3: and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Jets Radio. This is one of your hosts, Tyson Roush, and once again, we have a jam-packed show for you. We will talk Woody Johnson. We'll talk Pepper Johnson. We'll talk about any Johnson you want that wants to play quarterback for us. Tony Romo, Jay Cutler, Matt Flynn, uh, Peter Pan, whoever you want to talk about, we will talk about, and of course, we'll talk about the loss to the Rams, which, I mean, that was just ridiculously bad. So without further ado, let me introduce the man of people who maybe he woke up finally at that
4: pathetic loss to the Rams,
3: Joe from Long Beach.
4: <laughs> What's going on, Ty? Believe me, I, I was awake. I watched the game. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of guys getting beat constantly, uh, Revis. But I tell you what, man, listen, I am the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote our Facebook page. Everyone, go on Facebook, search Long Beach Joe, okay? Like that page. Our content is up there. Give it a listen. Message us. We'll message you right back. Also, leave us some feedback, man. We love hearing about what you guys think about the show. We love hearing your opinions, guys. So hit us up when you can. As always, Ty, let, let, let's get into the show, man. I am fired up.
3: Yeah, and as always, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn.com. We're pretty much everywhere. So just subscribe, leave us feedback. You know, we, we appreciate it all pretty much on a weekly basis. We're, we're breaking show records, and we cannot be more thankful for that. Before we go into the dysfunction that is the New York Chats, we're going to bring on a very special guest. As everybody knows by now, you know, the holidays are coming, you know, they're coming fast and furious, everybody's getting ready to celebrate with family and friends, and it's a time to also remember the people that are a little less fortunate. You know, while we take for granted some things, other people are just looking for their next meal, looking to take care of their family, things like that. So we're going to bring on Mary O'Connell, who's the checkout hunger coordinator for the Community Food Bank in New Jersey. So Mary, this is Joe and Tyson. How are you doing tonight?
5: I'm doing very well tonight. I'm very happy to be talking with you.
3: Well, first of all, very thank you Thank you very much for your time on this. We're in here at a kind of cold and dreary Tuesday night.
5: Yeah, it really does. Uh, it's a night that reminds us winter's on the way, and, of course, it's the sort of weather and the sort of change of the season and the holiday season that means the food bank is working really hard to make sure that everybody has food.
3: Yeah, and that's a, it's an excellent cause, and it's really tremendous what you guys do. Can you give our listeners just some insight on the role of the food bank, please?
5: Sure. The Community Food Bank of New Jersey is the largest food bank in the state and a member of the Feeding America National Network of Food Banks. Um, Last year, we distributed more than 43 million pounds of food, and that food goes to over 1,000 charities that directly feed those in need, like food pantries, food kitchens, senior programs, after-school programs. Sadly, more than a million people in New Jersey are what is called food insecure, which means they really don't know always where their next meal is coming from. And that million number includes almost 340,000 of our children. That's nearly one in five kids in the state.
4: Yes, Mary, and I want to thank you for coming on. I absolutely love this cause, and I love what you guys do there at the food bank. What are some of the biggest challenges when trying to spread the word about hunger within your community through your food bank?
5: Well, I think uh, the biggest challenges for the food bank are, of course, making sure that people are aware that we are out there and that there is need. Um, some of our challenges are making sure that um, we uh, have the core of our service mission in good order, um, which is basically food in and food out. In fact, yesterday we had um, three Jets alum who actually were at the food bank. Um, they're uh, Marty Lyons, Tony Richardson, and Fred Baxter, came and visited us along with ShopRite as they were delivering turkeys and potatoes and carrots, um, a huge truckload donation um, to help us feed people. So we really need to be sure that our operations are working efficiently and that we are able to get in donations like that and support of organizations like the Jets. And we need to be sure that our distribution system, which is really massive, the food bank is a 287,000-square-foot warehouse, So we need to be sure our warehouse operations and our relationships with the charities that get the food and that our fleet of trucks are all operating really efficiently. And the third challenge is one that we share with almost all nonprofits, which is raising funds to support our mission. And this is, as usual, the time of the year as we roll through the holidays and to January 1st that most of the funding actually comes in. Holiday season just highlights those challenges. With a really special sense of urgency that no one should go hungry, as we are all celebrating Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, and beginning a new year.
3: Yeah, and, and those are some just just incredible numbers. When you say you know 340,000 children, I mean it's just you know you, you, it just puts things in perspective. And when you met, when you talk with the food bank, I think a lot of people assume that you know you you go to like your facility and you pick up food, but you guys also deliver food, correct?
5: Um, Yes, we do have some mobile programs where we go out with mobile pantries and that sort of thing, to um, senior housing projects and that sort of thing. But it is very largely still very much that the agencies do come to us. Um, Our fleet is used primarily to move food around the state, and also it is used to glean, so that we actually are going out to supermarkets on a weekly basis. and picking up food and bringing it back to the food bank. Um, so our fleet is very engaged in that sort of activity. So we have anything you can imagine from small vans to, you know, refrigerator and freezer trucks. Um, it's it's quite an immense operation.
4: And that's absolutely amazing, you know, being that you guys are mobile, as you were speaking about, and be able to take food to people as well. How, how can our campaign, how can they donate? What can they do to help your cause there at the food bank?
5: Well, there are two biggest things that people can do is they can actually volunteer at the food bank. Um, And we have an absolutely huge volunteer program. It's actually probably one of the largest in the state, if not the largest. There were about 50,000 volunteer visits from individuals, family groups, school groups, corporate groups, um, sports teams like the Jets and, dare I say, the Giants. Um, And we really wouldn't be able to function without our volunteers. They really do almost everything our staff does. We just can't let them use the equipment like forklifts and trucks for obvious reasons. They store food. They repack food. They assemble food for family packs and senior boxes. They help us out at food drives and turkey drives. But most, one of the most crucial things is with donations, donations both of food and funds. And an easy way to find out about how to do both of those things is to go to the Food Bank's website, which is www. F-B-N-J.org. And the information is right there. In fact, there's a tab that says three tabs food, help, hope. And if you go on help, it will lead you to know all of the ways that you can come and help us. Since I'm a fundraiser, I'll make a pitch for fund donations. Our purchasing power makes it possible for the food bank to provide $10 worth of food for every dollar donated. So wow. food drives are wonderful, and, and it's great. People like to get their hands on it, and it's an easy way to get children involved. But money is really, really crucial for us because we have purchasing power. It's not like somebody going into a supermarket and buying one jar of peanut butter. We can buy peanut butter by the pallet, and generally at just a little bit above wholesale prices. Um, but the absolutely easiest way probably to help this time of year is through the Checkout Hunger campaign, which I coordinate. And almost everybody in your listening area is able to participate in Checkout Hunger because it actually began at the food bank, but it, it runs throughout the region. It actually benefits 43 food banks from New Hampshire down through Virginia, and we jump over into Florida because Wawa convenience stores have jumped over to rent to Florida. Um, so anywhere people see the Checkout Hunger placards, which are at the retailers who participate are Foodtown, King's, Balducci's, Quick Check, ShopRite, Right, Wawa, right, Wegmans, anywhere they see the, the campaign, um, they can really make a very simple donation. There's a Checkout Hunger placard. It has one, three, and $5 donation slips, and you'll see it right at the register. And all they need to do is take a donation slip off it, hand it to the cashier, The cashier will scan that slip and add the amount to the bill. And the biggest question everybody always asks is, do you really get all of that money? And the answer is yes, we get 100% of that money. Any donations made at a store, go to the Feeding America Food Bank that serves that store's community. So if you're in northern New Jersey, northeastern New Jersey, your donations come to the community food bank of New Jersey. If If you're in New York City, um, it, it goes to the food bank for New York City. And on Long Island, it goes to Long Island Care. So all of the money that's raised for Checkout Hunger actually stays local. Um, and the amazing thing about it is those small amounts, $1, $3, $5, that's a small amount. Almost anybody would be willing to, to throw that down and say, here, I want to help. But it makes really big difference. Last year, in the three months that Checkout Hunger runs, those ones, threes, and fives amounted to $1.5 million just in New Jersey, and about $5 million across the region where we coordinate the campaign. So it's an amazingly easy way to be generous as you're food shopping.
3: Well, yeah, that's absolutely true, and we always say the same thing. You could know, you spend $10 at a beer at a football game to get $10 and put to a very good cause, so... Mary, first of all, thank you very much for joining us tonight, and, and you know, thank you for doing what you do in the community, and the Community Food Bank in Jersey. It's very vital and it's so important, so just thank you for sharing all the information with us.
5: Oh, you're very, very welcome, and um, I hope that everybody out there um, thinks about the food banks and, and has that feeling of wanting to help people and that they check out hunger wherever they see it. It really makes a difference for us.
3: Yeah, I know that does, especially during the holiday season, the cold weather comes along and everything else, so Mary, thank you again for joining us, and we'll do our best to help you promote your cause.
5: Thank you very much. Have a good night. You too.
3: Bye-bye. All right, once again, as everybody knows, we, we try to just spread the word. You know, like we said, it's the holiday season, the cold months, things like that, and while we're sitting around with our families and friends, you know, enjoying a beer or two and enjoying turkey, some may not have the opportunity, or they may not have the opportunity to give it to their kids or whatever else, so... You know, football is all fun and games and things like that, but this is real life stuff. This is family stuff. This is this is this, you know, just real. So like she said, one dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, anything. You know, ten dollars to us is not really that big of a deal. Somebody that could be meals for three days. So if you can, yeah. I know Kevin tweeted out the information, just do just please. Anything you can do to contribute to this, you know, it's for a good cause. I mean, obviously instead of wasting money on jet tickets, which are a complete waste of time, spend some money <laughs> for a really good cause. Um, and now we're going to try to do a, a, a transition, if possible, to something that's you know, less less important. And that's the New York Jets, Joe. And, and you know, Joe, I want to congratulate the New York Jets. I want to congratulate the leader of zombies. I want to congratulate them, Joe. Do you want to know why?
4: Why are you congratulating them?
3: I'm congratulating the leader of the zombies because after watching Sunday's game, I became a zombie. <laughs> that game, it was impossible to take that game seriously. It was impossible to stay awake during that game. It was impossible to even care about that game after watching 60 minutes of this horrific football. And what people are going to say is, well, the, the Jets' defense only held them to nine points. Joe, this, there is nothing fun or enjoyable about this New York Jets team. Nothing. From the the head coach who... Zombie, zombie Nation's back. He, he came right back in full force. To the play calling on offense, which was mind-boggling, just completely ridiculous, to the players that don't care anymore. The, the, Joe, you can make a case that a good majority of the veteran leaders on the team don't care anymore. They, 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 they have mailed it in. They're collecting a check. Meanwhile, the young guys are trying to play, but veteran leaders don't care. And then the continued lack of accountability with this team – he is, especially on special teams, if I see Jalen Marshall on the field one more time, I swear I'm oh, gonna charge of yeah. the field. I, I don't understand. Oh. <laughs> but but we'll go through all these things. But, Joe, I just want to congratulate the leader of zombies because he is now being a zombie while watching this piss-ass team. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know watching the game, this is just like a typical kind of Rams game. I watched them grind the Seahawks just like this. Um, everyone's saying, you know, hey – you know the defense held them. Their red zone play calling. You think our red zone play calling is bad? Oh man, the red, the Rams red zone play calling is absolutely atrocious. I remember they got down. And they're a power uh, running football team, and, and for whatever reason, they were throwing all three downs basically on the goal line. It was it was ridiculous. But yeah. Our, our our veterans pretty much don't care. Revis is melting it in. Kenny Britt was scorching him the entire game. I mean, this is just you know a what, you long list the you know receivers funny, that are just it, 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 destroying it's him week up. in and week out. Dude,
3: there's two, what, what? There's two things ahead. that crack me up. The first thing is, while we're watching Zombie Nation be in full effect, the goddamn team is playing season ticket commercials. So I'm sitting there trying to not fall asleep by watching horrible football, and there's a stronger, faster, greener commercials. Were you there when I did this? Were you there when I did this? Well, I know where I am right now. I'm watching horrible football. That's the first thing. The second thing is the announcers try to find ways to make, make things up for Revis, to try to cover up. for a I think they're embarrassed for him. Well, Kenny first is a big-body receiver, and he has no. you know, he does this. And I'm like, dude, then then a running back, a running back beat Revis. Well, the running back's a big bone player. Dude, come on. Yeah. Revis has mailed just- it in.
4: He's just it in. in. I mean, he's not. And, and you got to think, man, when you sit back, you got to know that the past are just laughing at us. I mean, they got the best of whatever good years he had left and got rid of him before he became a the financial The entire person. league is laughing at us. I, I, I mean, it just. It, it, I mean, you, you you can't make this stuff up. It, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And to watch his lack of effort out there and just watch him basically give well, up well, on some plays well, and just let, let this guy abuse know. him, it's just mind blowing.
3: Dude, Revis, Revis I hope I, he's gone next year. Everybody say transition to safety. You no, do he
4: transitioned
3: off the team. Yeah. Revis is gone. He, there's no way he's here next year. There's no way, and yes. in, in, I don't care how he stays here.
4: Yeah, this is the thing. Everyone's talk about moving him to safety. Well, to be a safety in this league, you have to want to stick your nose in there and make tackles. He's not doing that. He doesn't do that now. He's not interested in making tackles, and there's tons of tape that, that, that says that as well. And so when you go into a contract negotiation, he's not going to give any money back. He's never done that his entire career. That was one of the reasons we couldn't keep him the first time he was here, was because he wanted more money. I mean, you're not going to have – you're not going to pretty much have any more other options except to move him. You've yeah. got to move him and get rid of him. But he's got to be gone because he's not playing well. And he's costing way, he's costing us way too much money, absolutely way yeah. too much money. It's ridiculous. I would rather see – Doug Middleton, and Rontez
3: Miles mm-hmm. learn how to play the position with passion, fire, and energy, then watch Rebus melding. So the transition is easy. Yeah. the transition the transition, if anything should be to the bench. That's it. And then <laughs> next year he's gone. There's no more. And, and before, we'll go into the offense, because I got a lot to say to the offense. But the other thing is, you know, after a week of just getting blasted by the fans and the media, I honestly thought that Mo Wilkerson and Sheldon would have monster games, especially Mo, because the, the, the story's out on him. And the, story, and, you know, and the funny thing is, actually, Jay reported this story before everybody else did last week. We knew about this before everybody came out with all these big flashy stories. We knew the inside scoop. And, and the fact of the matter is, I thought he would come out like a man possessed. So there's two ways to look at this. Either Mo Wilkerson is hurt and he's trying to play through it. If that's the case, bench him because you have enough talent to overcome him. Or he just doesn't care and he's, not, he's, just, not, he's just not playing well. So, Joe, what is your take? Is Mo playing through an injury, or is he just this just a, a terrible performance by him?
4: From every from everything that they've talked about, even some of the inside scoop stuff, he's playing through. except that time and time again. On bench, him. but the, and that that's that's that was my next point was that if we're all seeing this, and he's he's you know again through the inside reports are coming out and saying he's playing through extreme pain. He should be on the bench. So that's on top both. If this guy is hurt as much as hurt as we're hearing about through the great line, then they need to sit him down. They, they need to absolutely sit him down. But you look at the flip side of this, man. I understand we want to talk about these veterans and these guys not playing well. I want to talk about some of these young guys that are balling. Listen, at the beginning of the season, I remember asking, okay, on this very show, asking a guy a question. I said, hey, you know, during this season, Leonard Williams is going to be out there. At the end of this season, could you possibly see yourself saying that Leonard Williams is the best defensive lineman on this Jets team. And I remember you vehemently saying, no, that's not going to happen. Sheldon's going to be out there balling. I tell you what, Leonard Williams is out there playing like he is the best defensive lineman on this team. And, and the numbers are showing it. This kid is after it, 24 hours a day. Okay, he is absolutely shoving guys out the way, getting into the backfield, hurrying a lot of guys. It may, he may not look at sack numbers, may not always total what he's doing out there, but you look at the disruption that he's causing out there on some players, this guy's balling.
5: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Well, he got a sack as well. This dude's out there putting on. Ball didn't look good out there on defense as well. Uh, Sheldon, is uh, doing his thing. Uh, yeah, but I want to see. I, I want to see, see Wilkins play a little bit better, but I, I think that's the injury that he's dealing with.
3: But see, and this is the problem. If you're gonna mention players, Dion Simon. He's a guy yep. that we both like that slowly get a chance to play, and he's actually making an impact. Mm-hmm. But going back, going back to the leader of zombies, I want to go into the head zombie today because he's oh. on the hot seat for a variety of reasons. But if Mo Wilkerson <laughs> is playing through an injury, when you have a surplus of talent at his position, common mm-hmm. sense says sit him down. Why force him to play through an injury if you have other places? To, it's, like, it's like when Revis was struggling. Well, he's playing through an well, injury. He's getting torched every
4: week. This is called roster management, Joe. This is common sense stuff. Yeah, but this is the thing. If you keep talking about common sense stuff, we're talking about Todd Bowles. What well, does Todd Bowles ever use common sense? This is not something new with Todd, his, his lack of knowing how to manage a roster. I mean, this is the same guy that had Sheldon Richardson, an outside linebacker. Are, are you serious? This is the same guy that had Malden gain weight and basically made him ineffective. This is the same guy that was playing buster Stream in different kind of coverages that does not fit, fit his skill set. He does not know how to manage the roster as clear as day. Like, these things about the seat being hot under Todd Bowles, look, it's been hot, not just because the guys aren't playing. You know, these guys are pretty much giving up some of our veterans and he can't motivate them, but because his defensive scheme sucks as well. He's not doing what he needs to do. He doesn't know how to manage a game either. He doesn't know how to manage a clock. He blows through timeouts. How many times have we gone into games saying, you know what, you know, we might be better than this team, but, hey, this might be a game where Todd Bowles gets out coached. How many times have we said that this season? Where coaching is a problem going into a game. That's a concern for us. That That's just absolutely no, ridiculous. I'm not surprised at all by his, you know, his use of the roster, his ineffective use of the roster.
3: No, and, and you know, and to go to the offensive side of the ball, where this is the biggest story, is it was Bryce Petty's debut. And Let me just start by saying this. <laughs> If you walk away saying Bryce Teddy sucks, cut him, blah, 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 you are part of the problem. The same fans that want to, say, rebuild, give a guy a chance, are the same ones that want the guy cut after one game. The Rams have a good defense. It's his first NFL start. Why are Jets fans idiots? That's the first thing. But while the Jets fans are being idiots, and they're, they're the major part of the problem, Chan Gailey and Todd Bowles, once again, are clueless. You have a 99-yard drive, look good, Has some creativity, you spread the field, throw some deep balls, and then you go into a show. And Joe, listen, yep. I, know, I know that all our listeners are experts because they tell us all the time how much they know. I'm just a dumb fan. All I do is drink here <laughs> and watch football. But as me being a dumb fan, I know that for a young quarterback, there's ways to get a guy comfortable. There's ways to get a guy, get the passing game going. It's called rolling out, rolling out of the pocket. How about quick slants? How about Matt Forte at the backfield? How about actually you know, play action pass, spreading the ball deep? There's ways to not be so conservative but not be risky either. You know, Get Brandon Marshall Bob. What do you have, four catches, 15 yards? They, they played scared to lose. They played scared. They, they, they played in fear. You're three and six. What is your fear? I would rather see Teddy get more comfortable throwing the ball downfield and do something than watch paint dry. That, Joe, that play calling to me was mind-boggling. They, they gave him nothing. You're thinking of dunking, but not even with any kind of rhyme or reason behind it. Quincy Nunez has vanished. They don't even use him. You know, it's – they have receivers, man. Robbie Anderson showing things. Sharon Peake. You know, all these guys. And they're not using them. Because they're doing they're, – it's – Jude, on my biggest come away was, I thought Petty did it right. He looked composed. They did him no favors with this play calling whatsoever.
4: Not, not at all, and I, and I think a lot of fans don't even realize that. And I'm going to get into the fans taking a dump on Teddy a little bit later because that, that just was mind-boggling to me. Everyone knows I did not want Bryce playing this year at all, and and the fans dumping on him is one of the reasons that we debated about that on this show, and everything that I said about that is I was com- proven completely right. But I think the kid, he looked decent. You know, he, he didn't do anything amazing. I'm not saying he's a second coming to Tom Brady, but he looked decent out there. I think a lot of people are forgetting he faced the sixth-ranked defense in the Rams. This is a defense that has
6: literally shut down
4: a lot of great veteran quarterbacks this year. Uh, like I was speaking about earlier, they played the Seahawks. They were all over Russell Wilson all day. This is a team that has a ferocious defense that will grind and get after you. Um, he also was playing with a bad offensive line, mainly the tackles were not playing very well at all. Bruno Giacomini, you're still trash, and I'm going to talk about you all off so they get you out of here. Uh, so there were guys hanging off him, guys getting after him. The, the question go game plan, as you spoke about with Pe- uh, with Gailey as well, I don't understand why they didn't open up a little bit more. Open up the game plan a little bit more. Let him throw uh, instead of throw a couple balls deep. You know, let, let's see what this kid's got. Let's open up his arm and, and, and put some fear in the Rams at all. You know, I, I'm just wondering how the refs also went in practice this week between him and Fitz. You know, what did that look like? Because it seemed like the game plan was so – Small and so minimized to the point where it was like, just don't make a mistake. Don't go out there and do anything crazy. But the the kid was putting the ball where it needed to be. There were a couple of routes. One he threw to C J Spiller, where C J dropped. He put it right on C J. Uh, he missed some guys. Why well, was he even in the game? game. Yeah. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm asking the question. That same question. But this is but Joe, but I mean, we, we laugh. But he made some, this is funny it, stuff
3: though. Like we laugh about no, it because we're so tired of losing. C J Spiller exactly. shouldn't be in the game. There's no
4: reason no. for it. He shouldn't be in the game. But, again, that's again we've talked about that in the past. Chan's also questionable management of the roster you know, on his play call. Oh, we've well. talked about that before. Some of the guys that he'll put out there, some of the some of the, the, you know, the offensive sets that he'll put out there. And you'll be wondering, like, what, is, what exactly is he doing out there? Why is Quincy and Nua not seeing more snaps? We've talked about that. Get into the red zone. Why is Matt Forte all of a sudden he disappears in the red zone? We're not running the ball as effectively as we should. But getting back to, to Bryce Petty, he missed Robbie Anderson. You know, Robbie slowed up on the route a little bit, but still Bryce should have put that ball on him. He should have hit. That's, some, that's, that's a throw of Bryce. But why got not go back to that play up again? Him. Exactly. But, again, this is his first game, too. This is his very first game playing. You saw a lot of good things out of Bryce. You saw that arm strength that I've talked about constantly. And you saw he's cleaned up his mechanics quite a bit, too, as well. But it's just his first game. He's going to get better. You can see him building off of this game. At the half, he was 10 for 14. He had 112 yards and a TD. That was at the half. That's solid for a guy in his first game against a Rams defense that gets after everybody, okay? I'm just mind-blown with with the attitude of some of the fans that wanted to already get rid of him after one game of watching this guy play against a very legitimate defense because he didn't throw for 400 yards. That's just not going to happen. I think that Bryce should continue to start. There's no reason for me, in my mind, now that you've already popped the, popped the top on this can of Pringles, let's just keep eating them there. Let's keep putting Bryce out there, and let's see what this kid's got now. Because he's already, got, he's already out there rolling. There's no reason to go back to Fitz, in my mind.
3: Well, I'll tell you this. And before we go into the Fitz situation, you know the, the best safety valve for a young quarterback is a running back and a tight end. You have Austin, yep. and Jenkins.
7: You have Quincy Rhodes, uh, whatever
3: kind of role he's playing. High, but why are they not? What are you not using them for? Like, dude, there were so many ways to help Petty. Roll him out of yep. the pocket. Let him show up yep. his skills. Offset the pass rush. These are, this is, dude, I'm, I'm not even a football coach, and I know this stuff. And then you mentioned our good friend Brino. Brino <laughs> is, is just a waste of time. Why did Trap. you feel the need to always. After the play, hit somebody, smacks somebody, after he misses a tackle or misses a block, he, dude, he's garbage. I want him off the field. He just Did has that. no discipline. He tries to be a tough guy. Well, Try, try playing your position first, Bozo. Yep. So, Trash it in. You know, and he, he's terrible. The offensive line needs a complete overhaul, which is a huge issue because we don't have the money to do that. But now uh. we come down to – we come down to – this is Todd Bowles. This is going. To, this decision is going to define Todd Bowles, the quarterback that gives us the best chance to win. Well, Mister Zombie, I have news for you. If you go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Patriots, you should be fired. Because yeah. the best chance to win means nothing. You're three and seven. You are not going to make the playoffs. You're not even going to make a 500 year. This is about learning. This is about like, the spot's not going to be too big. The Jets are so bad they were flexed off of prime time. We're already a laughing stock. So if we're going to lose, I'd rather lose a Bryce Petty learning
4: than watching Fitzpatrick throw three more interceptions. Your thoughts, Joe? Absolutely. I'm right there with you. And, I, and I'm also – you know, I know a lot of people are down about us getting taken off of time. I, I, I absolutely think that have I was glad. Yeah, I did not want yeah, to see – Tom Brady put his foot in our rear end in a prime time spot and, the, you know, watching the, the, the rest of the nation have the chance to watch us just basically get blown out and just rattle because that's what I think is going to happen in that game. But look, at this point, like I said, you already put Petty out there. I want to.
8: Okay. Round two.
9: Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
9: Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Watch this kid just finish out the rest of the season. Let, let's see what he's got. Let's, let's have this go on, and let's have him build on to next year. I want to see this kid out there learning. Let's go out there and let's watch him throw interceptions, you know, do some rookie stuff, but come back and build off those interceptions and get better. Let's see him go out there and make those mistakes, but let's also see him go out there and lead his 99 yard TD drive like he did against the Rams. Let's also go out there and see the growth in him because you're seeing it already. Let's go out there and watch him be put, use a game plan, and get better every single game. I just, there's no point in my mind to seeing Fitz back out there. I don't understand that. I, to me, that that would be the nail in Todd Bowles' coffin right there. Just get him out of here. If he decides to go back to fifth and that, fifth, just just move along, Todd, and, and be done with your business.
3: Yeah, and one thing, too, is, you know, like, you know, everybody's writing articles, like it's Todd Bowles on the hot seat, and I don't think he's oh. necessarily on the hot seat yet. I, I think what? it's how this team performs. Now, I think the Jets are going to give the benefit of the doubt unless no. they really start getting blown out week after week with a team completely quits no, on them. No. No, no. I seriously, I think, no. you know what, Joe? No, I the thing is, it's easy, it's, easy to say, it's easy to say fire him, but here's my concern Be careful what you wish for because yeah. Woody, Johnson, Woody Johnson is a notoriously cheap owner and he likes to hire puppets. So if you're going to replace Todd Bowles with another unproven head coach, I'd rather stay with what I have. If you're going to replace Todd Bowles with Tom Coughlin, now we're talking. I'm tired of inexperienced head coaches. I'm tired of guys learning on the job. I'm tired of poor game management. I'm tired of all this. But if Woody Johnson wants a puppet, then keep Todd Bowles. Do you have your puppet? You know what I mean? This starts with the owner. This decision starts with the owner. For the fans that don't think that Woody Johnson involved in this roster more than you think he is, Woody Johnson forces his decision on this team, and that's the problem. If you fire Todd Bowles and bring in the next coordinator of the day, Joe, we are going to stay in the same spot. Three years from now, we're going to have the same conversation, for the next coach we're going to fire.
4: I, I, and, and, I, and I definitely hear that point, and I agree there. But does Todd Bowles deserve to be fired? Yes. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. There's no reason to have him back here. What, 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 what argument could you make to bring Todd back? What has he done to make this team better? He's not as good of a defensive coordinator as Rex, and I don't even think he's a better head coach than Rex is. If you look at our defense, can you imagine Rex with this defense? Let's be serious here. Everyone wants to laugh at Rex and things like that. If Rex had this defense, these dudes would be mauling people. He'd find ways to motivate them. He'd also use the roster more effectively. Okay, Todd Bowles can't manage a game. He blows through timeouts. When we played the Bills, he kept them in the game because he didn't go for two. He's made bonehead mistakes game in and game out, not just this year, but last year. Last year, we talked about him being a rookie head coach. Oh, you're going to make mistakes as a rookie. He came right back and did the same exact damn thing this year. And on top of that, you want to talk about the offensive side? Because, you know, Rex was always destroyed for not being an offensive genius. He doesn't know anything about offense. I'll tell you what, neither does Todd Bowles. Anytime you let a quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick sit out there and throw six interceptions and not do anything about it, I'm going to start to question you. Then you start him the next week and he throws three more. Then you're already talking about starting him until somebody has to step in, and then you give Gino. He literally let Fitz go out there and throw away our season and was all up almost confidently on that stand after the game vehemently saying, this guy's going to be my starter. He's a zombie. No emotion, no nothing on the sidelines, late defensive packages out. So, yes, he deserves to be fired because he does bonehead things don't want to make adjustments, I want make an adjustment. I'd adjust the door just wide enough to get his ass out of here. But, like you said, Woody Johnson, I fear that if we get rid of Todd Bowles, he won't hire a better coach. He won't hire a Coughlin. He won't hire any of those guys, like you said, experienced guys that know how to motivate a locker room, that know how to put guys in their place and say, no, you're not, you're not ahead of this team You're not going to tell me what to do. You're going to play our way, or you're going to get out of here. We're going to find you somewhere to be. I'll trade you to the Browns. He's not going to hire a guy like that. He needs guys that he can manipulate, guys that he can tell what to do, guys that will sit back and let him just do whatever he wants to do, and he makes that dumb splash move every single offseason that sets us back. Those are the type of guys that he wants to hire. So that's the only reason why I'm afraid of firing Todd Bowles, because otherwise I'd want him to be gone as well. And, see, the only, the only argument you can make is
3: that you can let Mike McHadden hire his guy instead of having consultants and advisors and everything else. I can see that as well. But my, my concern starts with Woody Johnson. That's where it starts. And, you yep. know, and the story of the day was the impressive press conference that Tony Romo had. You knew the minute Tony Romo had that conversation, every Jet fan's like, yep, it, it's obvious. This team is so transparent. They are so desperate to get out of this muck that they're in where they're terrible, the Giants are good, they can't sell tickets, nobody's buying their gear, everybody hates them, and now we're a laughing stock. So what does Woody Johnson do? He's going to make a stupid move for either Tony Romo or Jay Cutler, and it's the wrong move. This team needs to be blown up, completely yep. blown up. I mean blown up, and start with a complete youth movement. When I say blown up, I mean David Harris, Thoreau Revis, Mo Wilkerson, everybody goes, Clady. And you bring in youth Youth, youth, and, and guess what? We're gonna suck next year. We're gonna play suck for two years because a we, we lack talent, we lack speed, we athleticism, and we lack a quarterback. Tony Romo isn't the answer. So one year band-aid, but one year band don't work. Hello, Ryan Fitzpatrick. We've seen this. Brett Far. Exactly. It Doesn't work. We need <laughs> young players. Now, if you want to bring in Mike Glennon, hey, I'll take a chance on him. Become cheap. I'm fine with that. But Joe. It starts with Woody Johnson, and now's when you panic as a Jets fan, because all he's going to see is we were flexed off of money, we were flexed off of night football, primetime television. The media is killing him. The fans don't want to buy tickets. They're selling tickets. They're complaining. I mean, um, you know, Jets fan media, nyjetsfans.com, wrote two awesome articles about the awful, the awful stadium experience, the awful just investment in tickets. This screams panic move by Woody Johnson. Joe, will he and, finally will he finally back off and do the right thing? Let his football guys make football decisions, or will it be the same clueless owner
4: that caused these problems? And I pray, I pray that he does sit back and allow his football guys to make football decisions. Every team at some point has to go through a rebuilding period. Every team, you know, as you said, putting in a band-aid, constantly bringing in these guys for one or two years that are at the end of their career. That really give us no actual growth, and putting them in front and saying, "Hey, go sell me some tickets, go win these games," and when it doesn't work out, as we can see with Ryan Fitzpatrick, then what? You're left with nothing. You know, we have avoided quarterbacks because we keep throwing guys away. We don't. We we start these kids, we draft these rookies. Oh yeah, we got this kid, first round pick or second round, high second round pick. We're gonna start them, and you start them, but you don't give them enough to actually succeed here. And then we put them in, basically put them in positions to fail. And then when they fail, we get them out of here. And then we bring these Band-Aids in. Let's do the right thing, okay? And like you said, bring in youth. Bring in guys that we can mature and grow. Build. Give us a chance to rebuild this team so that we can go forward and be good for years to come. These Band-Aids and these slash moves, they rarely work out. And we clearly seen here they don't work. Let's start giving this team time to build. Fans can't dump on this team every single time when things don't go right. Like you said, Tyson, things are, we're going to suck for a little bit. That's factual. But if you go out there this year with some of the problems that we're going to have, especially in the cap coming up, and we're going to talk about this in the offseason, believe me, the cap situation we have coming up, the positions that we're going to have to fill, if you spend as much money as I think it's going to take to get Tony Romo in here, we're going to be bad for years to come. It could truly destroy us for years to come. We need to relax as a fan base and allow this team a rebuilding period,
3: period. Dude, that's the thing. The one thing is like fans are like, yeah, we got to rebuild, we got to rebuild. Wait, 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 I want Tony Romo. No, you have a plan and you stick to it. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. They revamped their offensive line. Listen, the goal isn't to survive and go 8-8 every year. You don't get a medal for going 8-8. Know what that means? You didn't win the Super Bowl. I'd rather suck for two years and try to go eleven to five problem four. I'm tired of being mediocre or just or just out of the playoffs. Dude, strive for better. Go go for better. Enough band aids. So we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna go to callers. I mean this this I just fear what's going to happen now to Poody Johnson, because history dictates he's going to panic and he's gonna make a stupid move that's gonna set us back two years. Now, I'm telling you right now, Joe, based on this talent, we are two years away from being competitive because this team is a bona fide mess with players that don't care, are quitting, and just an overall lack of talent at, at crucial positions, starting on the offensive yeah. line.
10: So we're going to go to our first
3: caller tonight, and I just, I, I just we're going to go to Kevin
8: first. Kevin, Joe, and Tyson, how are you doing, man? Um, I would like to say tonight's a good night. I would like to, <laughs> but I won't. <laughs>
9: ChumbaCasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, Kevin, I, I have to tell you that I was only messing with you with my Tony Romo pictures back at you because I knew that once Jeff Vance saw the press conference, there's going to be a good 50 or 60 percent that want Woody Johnson to panic and make a move that'll set us back two more years.
8: But what is your take on Todd Bowles? Do you think he's on the hot seat right now? I don't think he's on the hot seat, but I don't think he's performing well. You know, there's kind of a difference between saying that, you know, we we feel like he should be fired or will be fired and, you know, recognizing that firing him actually doesn't make the situation much better, to be honest with you, if we don't already have someone established to come in knowing that they're going to be rebuilding a team. You know, the one, the, one, the one difficulty that we, that we, we kind of praised them for early in the season and going even back towards last season was we didn't really know what was going on. You know, they were making moves. They were bringing in guys that we thought at the time were going to be really good, you know, kind of additions to the team. And they were doing it just out of the blue. It's like we didn't – there was no leak. There was no information. There was no discussion. There was nothing. It just happened. And as they were coming in we're looking at him saying, Yeah, you know, that, that that looks like it might be it. That looks like it's a good move. You know, we, we did went and got Clady and, and, and all of these other, you know, little miscellaneous moves that they made and they look good at the time, but obviously they're not doing that now. So we, yeah, have, we have we have we have huge we have huge issues, guys. We do have huge yeah. issues. So. Yeah.
4: And and I wanna thank you for calling in, Kev, man. You know I love speaking with you about this team. But and I hear what you're saying about Todd Bowles. You know, you don't want him fired. You know, because of the fear of, you know, who else are we going to bring in? But the thought is, outside of that, say if you were to put that aside, can you realistically give me any argument to bring Todd Bowles back next year? Seeing what you've
8: seen from him
4: these two years, the bonehead. I just want to. Yeah, no, I want to
8: clarify. Yeah, okay. I'd like to clarify that I'm I'm not afraid of firing Todd Bowles. I don't okay. think it's going to happen. Um, you know that there, there was really not much to complain about. You know, last season, yeah, we talked about you know the 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 bonehead moves and you know I know you've we we've all discussed that because it's obvious you know in certain things and you know him playing it close to the best. I mean, if if we were winning. You know, he's looking like Bill Belichick by not saying, you know, much about what it is that's going on. You know, he looks like some of these other coaches who, you know, are just not wanting to give anything out because the direction of of the team doesn't necessarily qualify that he has to. But it seems to me like Todd Bowles is, is, is at this point in time creating a situation where people don't trust or believe in anything that he says because some of the things that he says really don't make sense. Yeah, well, we're not going to make a quarterback change because there's no quarterback controversy. Seriously? what What's not controversial is saying that Ryan Fitzpatrick is a horrible quarterback and literally should never be allowed to to suit up for this team again. It should never be even active at this point. But, you know, what are they going to do? They're not going to necessarily just eat the $12 million. They should have never paid him the $12 million to begin with, but they're not just going to eat it. You know, yeah. especially considering that they have Hackenberg sitting on the bench. And Hackenberg, again, if you just listen to all of these stories that are being put out, you know, is not even in the conversation to, to, to really be a backup right now. So, you know, my my, my question is more – does Woody Johnson want to say that what it is that he did when he sat down with, with Ron Wolf and with Charlie Cashley and and, and, and set a, a goal in place for where it is that he wanted this team to be in, in a few years? Does he blow that up and say, you know what, as of right now, we already don't have any confidence, or the fan base, you know, they don't have any confidence in what it is that we're going to do. And it's and bringing in Tony Romo isn't going to make a difference. To be perfectly yeah. honest with you, yeah, it'll be a name, but, you know, how, how many, it, it would probably piss more people off than it would actually make happy. Because then, then, then think about it this way. Tony Romo's going to have to come in, yeah, he's going to have to learn the system, or – are they going to get rid of, you know, Chan Gailey because, you know, you bring Tony Romo in and and does that mean that you give up on the Hackenberg experiment or do you give up on, on what it is that they're trying to do with building petty and give them a completely different set of of, of parameters to work within when they've already kind of shown that after a couple of years, they're not even good enough to work within the one that we have. Yeah. Yeah. And and, that's ahead. no, I'm just saying, do they, do they blow it up again? And if we blow it up again, Does that push, you know, what's already a a, a struggling fan base that much further away? Now, now you're talking about it's going to hurt his PSO sales. But see, see, Kevin, hold on, Kevin.
3: You can't can't manage your team by what the fans think, and that's the problem. Uh, If you make decisions based on the fans putting up billboards or yelling or doing things, that's the problem. You have a plan, and you follow it. The fans don't like it. They're not coming to the game anyway. But the yeah, you're, preaching
8: the, you're, 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 you're preaching to the choir there. You're preaching to the choir there. You know, you know, you know my stance on this. I've been telling people to shut the hell up anyway. You know, n- none of these moves that we're making are making any sense at all. And, and, and I'd, I'd like to consider myself as a common sense fan when it comes to this. The problem that we yeah. have is that none of these moves actually fit within a frame that says we started with a common sense plan, we've stuck with that common sense plan, and now we're actually seeing the results of it. You know, if, if, if what we say is that, you know, we have a plan to build for sustainable growth, and we've made some moves that, you know, maybe didn't pan out the way that we wanted to, but we've also made some moves that are in line with what it is that we're going to do, and we're seeing some results from that. We can't even say that right now. What it is um, that what it is that we can say is we have made all of these changes sweeping we spent all of these millions of dollars to bring in you know again the, the band aid word comes in, we bring in all these band aid players and now when you know when the, when the wound appears to be to have needed you know a, a complete and total amputation now we got this bloody band aid that's just hanging off and swinging in the wind and now we completely have abandoned what it is that we started with they they wanted to build but they wanted to remain competitive now what it is that they used to remain competitive became okay, you know what, we can actually win with this instead of saying, you know what, we, we we have a plan in place because we knew that we weren't good coming in, and what we need to do is we need to build so that we can be good down the road. We shouldn't necessarily be focused on believing that right now this is a Super Bowl caliber or a playoff caliber team. We, we haven't been that. We've been that. We, the, You guys have been hearing me say this for weeks. We've not been a win-now team, even last yeah. season. We were in a win now team. It, that's just not the reality of what it is that we were. And yeah, and, and, uh... and right and the the, the problem the problem is is that now we can't just say you know what we lost focus and we're gonna have we're gonna have to make a change because nobody wants to hear that everybody's already angry everybody's already upset you gave us all of this hope and now you blew it up and now what's gonna happen now we're gonna have to sit back and come back into the next season saying all right well what, what's it gonna be now you know who's it gonna be this time you know what what name what money are we gonna spend or what you know what are we gonna where are we gonna end up losing or or what have you and nobody's gonna be happy what would make people happy is to just say, you know what, right now, you know, we, we've, we've miscalculated. We've miscalculated. Absolutely. And now what we're going to do is we're, we're going we're to have a youth movement because we have a nucleus of players. We're going to bring in a lot of young guys. You know, we're going to bring in a lot of players that we believe that we can build around, and we're going to stop with all of this nonsense saying, yeah, this guy's been good in the league, you know, for, for 12 years, so he's the one that's going to come in and lead us to the promised land. It's not going to happen.
4: Yeah, and I'm right there with you, Kev. I think that's exactly what needs to happen. We need to get some young guys in here and start building. But one of those young guys, man, he finally got his chance against the Rams, Bryce Petty. I just want to get your
8: thoughts on his performance. What did you see out of him during this game? He didn't get his chance. He got a start, he didn't get a chance. Oh. You know, we're we're, we're, we're kind of missing the point on on, on that in particular. And I think you guys said it really well earlier when you said, you know, people are saying that he sucked and all of that. But did we really think that Chan Gilley was going to draw up a game plan that was going to give Bryce Petty an opportunity to go out and showcase? I mean, they didn't even trust him to be better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, what, what, what were we expecting? Were we expecting for him to go out there and say, yeah, let's go, ahead, let's go ahead out there and, and win it. You know, let's just go ahead you know, and just and just, you know, just throw it all to the wind and, and let's know. It, it, it was a conservative game plan. It, it probably should have been. What, 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 what really is going to be more important is what it is that they do these next few weeks. We can't, we can't go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's my question to you. Before
3: we let you go, man, if the New York Jets – on Tuesday, next Tuesday, announced that Ryan Fitzpatrick starting as the Patriots. Your reaction will be what?
8: I'll be watching the Cowboys for the rest of the season. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jets fan. I'm, I'm a Jets fan first and foremost. I'll catch, I'll catch the highlights. I'll catch the replay. Because there's no way I can, I can stomach another snap to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just couldn't. There's no way. I I, I'm not, I'm not going to be party to the demoralization of the guys that we have brought in that want this organization and this team to be good going forward. The guys that we brought in to actually execute that plan are going to have their hopes and dreams dashed. They're not going to get an opportunity to play well. They're not going to get an opportunity to see how it looks to play you know, on, on, a, on, a, on a respectable team. They're going to see horrible coaching. They're going to see horrible decision-making. They're going to have the, the energy sucked out of the locker room, out of, out of any, you know, any positivity that we have is going to be limited to maybe a few, a few splash plays. But we're not going to be seeing anything that's going to benefit the team going forward. If, if, if he plays one more snap, if, 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 if he plays I – mean, I mean, I'm thinking right now, third string – don't, 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 even let them, don't, even, don't even let them be on the sideline talking to the young guys. Sit your ass over there. Sit over there. Leave these guys alone. If they want to talk to somebody, let them talk to Chan Gailey. Don't let them talk to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Please, don't do that. Kevin, good stuff as always, man. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Thank you.
3: Kevin, bring up. fire. And that's the one thing, Joe, and that's my question yeah. for you. We'll go to, that's going to be the question of the night. If if Todd Bowles decides to go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Patriots, I think it says two things. They lack direction. They lack any understanding of what the hell they're doing. And they lack faith in Bryce Petty, which is a bigger concern. So it's like if you're scared to play Bryce Petty now, if you already started winning games, why? What are you doing? It it smells of a lack of leadership, direction. It it makes no sense. And I have a feeling it's going to happen, which is going to smell even more. But, Joe, I'm telling you right now, if they go to Fitzpatrick, I'm unleashing because – it means they just don't know what in the hell they're doing.
4: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking as well. Like, like I said earlier, we've already put the kid out there. You might as well just let him finish out the season and see, you know, let let him start to get his growing pains out and just have him go out there, let him, you know, give him stuff out of the playbook and see what happens with him going out there and playing. There, there's no reason, absolutely, no and, you're reason. The, there, there, and you know and the there's too. nothing surprising about this guy. You already know what you have in fit.
3: And the other thing, too, is it almost sets the tone in the locker room. Like right now, yep. it's like, well Fitz is our guy. He's our leader. Well, here's a new splash. He didn't perform up to par. He's now benched. He had his chance. Then angry Fitz came and angry Fitz blew it up. What are you going to do, bring in sad Fitz now? He had his chance. It didn't work. We're moving on. If you don't like it in the locker room, guess what? You're released. Or you're not yeah. playing. You're deactivated. You've got to set the tone now. This team is on the brink of just completely just sinking. I mean, you're complete disarray. So now you set the tone. You don't like it, you're cut. You're deactivated. You're fine. These are our rules. We don't care about fits anymore. And I'm with, I'm with exactly. Kevin, dude. I make him third string. I get You got to start getting Hackenberg reps in practice. Make Petty one, Hackenberg two, Fitzpatrick three. I mean, Whoa. You, Whoa.
4: why not? Why not? I, I, I'm right. I'm right there with you, but, I mean, from the, I read a blurb, and they're not even working on his mechanics. No, nope. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, you got to get him something. It's uh, it's unreal, some of the things that I'm hearing about, when you draft this guy in the second round and you knew he was a project, and not only is he not getting rest, but you guys aren't even working on his mechanics. That was one of the, one of the main things that was a knock on him. You watch any tape on him, the first thing that screams out is you is this guy's mechanics is terrible, and you guys aren't even working on that? Man, this is just – it's a mess. This is a complete mess. But this is going to define
3: Todd Bowles. You have your season is shot. Your players are quitting. Everybody hates you. Will you man Mm. up and make the tough decision? Furthermore, or will Woody Johnson overpower you and force your decision, which you can see that very well happening? It's going to be interesting, man. But the only thing I know is I hate it. I hate the direction this team is going, and you just know based on history what they're going to do. It's all about headlines and trying to sell tickets. And they're getting all the wrong headlines, and they're not selling tickets. So yeah. we're gonna go to our next caller. It's James talking
11: about this this, this mess of a coaching staff. James, this is John Tyson. How you doing, man? Um, you know what, I'm doing all right, guys. I know you guys are doing kind of rough. Um, there's just one thing I wanted to say. I really appreciate you guys bringing on the people you brought on the show about the food banks. We're actually having a charity flag football game up here in Reno, which the participants are going to donate frozen turkeys, things like that, to, to a food bank here in Reno. And I really got that idea from you know, listening to the show, so I wanted to thank you guys for that. And, you know, it's pretty awesome. But uh no, dude, with that, this, that being
3: this said, all, this was all this is all Joe's idea.
4: Joe is the Joe's the man of the people. He's he's the man of the community doing that. That was that was his idea. I'm not gonna take any credit for that. <laughs> yeah, actually well, yeah, th- thank you so much, James man, and, and good on you for doing something in your community, man. I'm very active in mine. I make sure I get my hands in every single thing, it helps the people out there, anyone in need, I am there for you. Uh so do whatever you can, man. God bless you and thanks.
11: Right, and you know what, thanks again, but um, with that being said, you know, Jets talk, it comes to, you know, obviously we know the things with Todd Bowles, you know, he doesn't really have anything in the tank of accountability, where I feel like this team's very entitled and uh, very stubborn, we're not really, you know, there for change, and it's killing us right now, it's obvious in the season, and there's just, you know, I think a lot of it can be put on Chan Gailey and Casey Rogers, some of the things that they're throwing out there, I mean this team, it's obvious, you know, Kate Keenum is one of the, maybe the worst quarterback in the league. And for him to carve up our defense is unacceptable. And, you know, if he he could figure that out, that's just, it's unacceptable. You know, it's just, it's it's sickening. It's maddening. And um, it's, you know, I I think last year it's safe to say we overachieved Um, this year. We thought we were going to be better than we were, you know, going forward, we need to figure out who are we, you know, what is this team? Um. obviously we're not the 10-16s of powerhouse we thought we were. And, you know, I, I, this year I don't know what the heck we are.
3: Yeah, but see, James, um, but pick... see, hold on, though. But you're. I think the problem with this year is the Jets are self-destructing. It, it's not yeah. like teams are sitting there kicking our asses. We're beating ourselves. I mean, this special right. teams unit, special teams are liability now. Not only are punters gone to hell, Jalen Marshall, I do not know why he is still on the field. I don't know. Do not know why he caught that punt. There's no reason to catch that punt. He fumbled. He fumbled again, and there he goes back on there again. The lack of accountability, special teams liability. It's just every facet of this team is contributing to losses. Every team. If the offense plays good, the defense sucks. Defense plays good, the offense sucks. They both play good, the special teams suck. And it comes down to what is Todd Bowles doing? How is he going to fix this? And I don't know if he can because there's no accountability. Like what? Like, What do you think he's going to do? Is he going to bring Fitzpatrick back? Uh,
11: God, you know, I hope not. I really, I, I, I'm really looking forward to going with Bryce Petty the rest of the season. He made two uh, outstanding throws, you know, on Sunday, you know, when he was in the end zone, he caught back that 40, 50 yard bomb. I haven't seen a throw like that since Vinny Tessaverde was here. Um, and then we just completely went away from it, which was mind-boggling. You had the Rams, they were backed up, they were, you know, panicking about the pass, and we didn't take advantage of it. That's ridiculous. That That is just Chan uh, Gailey in my opinion should be fired at the bite week. They should have reviewed that so, and said, thanks, thanks for last year. Let's give Kevin Petula a chance to run the offense. That, to me, is, is unacceptable. <laughs> you know, you have a talent. You know Bryce Petty can wing the ball. And, and, and that's the thing with our season. We're not putting our players in a position, you know, where their strengths are. We're, we're, we're making them do things they're uncomfortable with. Bryce Petty can throw it. We don't throw it. Sheldon Richardson can, can go inside and, and cause terror. Well, now we have him playing outside. It, it's just play after. Blah, pal. Outstanding when he's on the field. He's not on the field when he needs. It's ridiculous. It's on all levels, all phases. i never. I don't know. I. It's unbelievable. In, in my career, I'm a safety coordinator, and and one of the things. It's a metric we use is, is behavioral based safety, and and you look at the behaviors of the Jets and the things that they're doing. There's it's, it's chaos. It's complete chaos. Um, you, know what, you know what? the funny know, thing
3: is, James. Ugh. But the funny thing is, we we made fun of. I mean, I'll say I make fun of Rex Ryan all the time. That was my when yeah. we beat the Bills. It would when, when Todd Bowles almost blew it. We beat the Bills. You know, we made fun when he lost a couple games in a row. We're like, oh, Rex Ryan's going to get fired. Then he fired his offensive coordinator, and we all made yep. fun of him. Oh, your defense is the problem, but he fired him. Guess what happened? This team got their act together. It sent a Dang. message. Listen, Dang. we are going to make changes. Look what happened to the offense. They're playing a lot better. They're playing good football. Did Todd Dang. Bowles do that? There's not one sense. Special teams falling apart. Okay, new coach. If Todd Bowles is there, zombie, zombie's on the sideline, and it's third and one for the 13th time in the game, you pass the ball, you have the power to the head coach say, hey, Bozo, run the goddamn ball. He doesn't do that. Todd Bowles is your is, is lesser version of Rex Ryan. It's unfortunate, but we make fun of Rex. Todd Bowles is worse than him.
4: Yeah, and that, but that's what I've been saying all, all year, Tyson. I mean, listen, the height of stupidity with him, it's ridiculous. If you look at – let's go back to the Kansas City Chiefs game. When he's out there and he oh. watches Fitz throw interception after interception after interception. Now, we all talked about it. Some fans were talking about, hey, we need to be – we're in the AFC race. You know, we're trying to make the playoffs. Those are games – that is a game you need to vital. This is a fringe playoff team. You let them beat you, it could come back to bite you if you're trying for a wild card spot. So you let this guy continue to go out there and throw interceptions, even though you're in the game
6: going into the fourth?
9: Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. J-j-jumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Boy, we prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: You're still in the game. You're only two scores out. That right there tells you that this guy doesn't know what he's doing out there. That right there tells you that he's not willing to make changes and do anything. This is tough stuff that he's been doing since last year. When you, you talked about it earlier, well, teams aren't beating us, we're beating ourselves. They're not. No, I disagree. These teams are beating us. These good teams are beating our asses week in and week out. Only thing different from last year is that those teams were bad. Think about how many bad teams that we played last year that we kept in the game. That Cowboys game, you were there live. We let them stay in the game for how long? Oh, it's terrible. There were other games, we let them stay in the game. For how many? Times, what about those two Bills games where we say, hey, we're better than the Bills on paper. They're not going to beat us. And they spanked us the first game and just absolutely dominated us in the second game, and they had a bunch of injuries on their team. I, I mean, come on, guys. Can we get with it here? I hear you, James, you're saying that we're overconfident. What are we overconfident? What, what did we do last year that was so special? We didn't do anything. None of that amounted to anything. We didn't make the playoffs. We were nothing. We were done. We got back. We, we had to go home and watch other people playing the AFC, you know, AFC championship, going and win the Super Bowls in a soft AFC with a bunch of teams that had injuries. I, I, I mean, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. But one of the things I want to talk to you about, James, and you talked about it is our defense, how, how they're playing so badly. And one of the guys that I'm just tired of seeing out there is Revis. I mean, you guys want to talk about accountability if it was up to me. Burris would be playing and Revis would be on that bench. What are your thoughts about his performance in this Rams game, James?
11: You know what? It wasn't good enough. There's lack of effort all over the place. He needs to be benched, and it hurts. You know, we all love Revis, Um, But, you know, Revis, everything he is, everything he was, was in the past. I don't know what's going on right now, but he cannot be out there and leaving us with a liability out there. You see Daryl Roberts bringing it. You see uh, Justin mm-hmm. Burris bringing it. Um, and they make some mistakes sometimes, kind of but they're giving effort and they're learning from it. Reeves is a pro. He's been there. There's not much he's going to learn from. Uh, put put him away. Put him on the bench. I know it sucks to be paying so much money, but I would rather have our, our young guys get in there and make plays and gain confidence than having Rebus out there and just doing nothing, getting burnt. And what kind of example is that for, for our young guys to see that, yeah. our, our, our our captains, our leaders, getting burnt? And I love Muhammad Wilkerson, but he needs to go on IR or something, too. It's ridiculous that they run the ball at him, and he, he isn't doing anything. And it, it's a shame because Sheldon, he's going out there, he's doing his thing. Leonard Williams is, is, is you know, wow, well, Leonard Williams is the man, but – um, you know, we need we need that youth movement to come in and and, and you know make a footprint. And say, hey, you know what? The rest of the team's playing like garbage, but we're here. We're, we're an entity, and and we need that. We need that. We need to you know going against New England. I don't know if we're going to win. We're probably not, but we need to. You don't two-star. know. So, hey, <laughs> I don't know. You know I. You know what? Uh, I I would love to have Stop one it. against New England. I'll put it that way. I'd love to have one. I'd love to win one against them. I don't know if it's going to happen. It's probably not, but. Um, I want one against them. I hate them, so um, I would love to beat them. But you know what? We need to make a we need to make a plan. We need to we need identity. We have not had identity since you know the ball tipped off uh, week one against the Bengals. We have not had an identity anywhere. We have flashes. We have a few things, but we need we you know we need an identity. We need we need some showing. And obviously, Bryce is in that direction, putting guys like Revis and Wilkerson. You know, put them away. And, and let the guys who want to be out there go out there and make plays. And um, I don't care about the financial things. Yeah, we overpaid. Well, we overpaid Revis, but we need to see exactly. what we have. So um, I'm there with you guys. We need to, we need to you know, you don't just put the Jet emblem on and, and magic happens. We need to go out there and make it happen. So, you know, Revis, I love stuff, you guys. Man. But, yeah, hey, you know what? Good Thanks stuff. again, guys, and you guys have a good night.
3: You too, man. Thank you. And, and that's the one thing, Joe. At this point in the season, like what you said, if Mo Wilkerson's hurt, bench him. Deactivate him. Yep. Let Deion let Simon get more reps. If Darrell Revis is struggling for whatever reason, let Justin Burris play. Let anybody play. If you have a veteran guy that's not performing, now it's time to show what you have. Who cares? Let Darren Lee play more. I don't care who plays, but a guy that actually cares and wants to be on the field. And James touched on it. The locker room, they're very, the, the guys in the team, they're very aware of what's going on. If they see Mo dogging it or he can't play, but he keeps trotting them back out there, if you see Jalen Marshall still fumbling the goddamn football and he's still out there, what's the the message? I can make mistakes, and I'm still going to play. I can miss meetings, I'm still going to play. I can do whatever the hell I want, and I can still play. And that's the problem. This is the problem. There's no accountability. If Revis is getting burnt, he doesn't get benched because he's Revis. Well, he hasn't been Revis all year. He's been bad all year. Mo Wilkerson, if he's hurt, take him off the field. Like we said, dude, it's the same thing. And, and then the other thing is Todd Volk, Mr. Zombie, if you're watching your <laughs> offense do stupid things, overpower them. If you see Brandon Marshall being completely wasted or Quincy one not getting any opportunities, call up to the drunk guy up in the booth, hey, Chan, put the bottle down, get your dartboard you. off the wall, and start calling plays for guys that can make plays. You know, Tyson to have blob Powell off the field and play C.J. Spiller is ridiculous.
4: Tyson, he's, he's done
3: this He's done this all
4: all season. Do
3: you I hate remember team. Eric Decker? I, I, hate the whole team. <laughs> I do.
4: I hate the whole goddamn team. I know. I know. Do you remember Eric Decker before he got hurt? And we, we were talking about time and time again. How is it that Decker isn't getting any catchers? He had like three catches in the first couple of weeks and we were like, Hey, he's the guy game. that should be <laughs> this guy should definitely be more of a part of our offense. What's going on out here? I remember in the Chiefs game he only had one catch. It's like, Hey, why isn't this guy being called on more? This is something that we've been talking about with Topo since the beginning of the season. Since the very beginning of the season. If something's not going right on the team, if this offense is sputtering, if you're seeing the play calling not going the way that you believe it should be or the way it should be going, period, based off of how our team is built, then you step up in there and you say, look, this is what we need to be running. Get it done. That's what he should be doing. But, again, as we talked about, he's a zombie. Sits out there, lifeless, arms folded, just staring at the field. I'm just going to watch this happen. Oh, it's third and one, and you want to pass? Okay, Chan, we'll go ahead and do that. All right, well, we'll see what happens. That's his coaching style. It's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, and I think the only thing he knows how to do is call timeouts at the wrong time. That's the only thing he's good at. <laughs> call
4: he's, a timeout seriously. when the clock has already stopped.
3: I mean, how many times can you have 12 men on the field or 10 men on the field? Is it that hard to get a substitution right? Like, oh. And the funny thing is there's so many excuses. I'm so tired of the excuses. We scored six points. The NFL is a scoring league, a passing league. Teams with, with young quarterbacks figure out ways to score points. We had Brandon Marshall, Anunma, 4K, Powell. We have players. Robbie Anderson, Peak, six points. The game was a disaster. I, tell you, I think what Todd Bowles is trying to do, Joe, I figured it out. He's trying to make us all zombies. He's trying to make us all zombies by putting us to sleep in bad games so he keeps his job. Maybe that's
4: it? Uh, I mean, maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's a white walker. Maybe, maybe he's trying to put us all asleep and then wake us up again with his zombie magic and then we'll all be zombies. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to to watch what's going on out there and to see him just stand on the sidelines lifeless and not make a change, not make something happen, not change the way our offensive play call is going, not bench a guy that's not playing well and put in somebody that we could, you know, see growth, somebody that cares, like you said. You know, it, it's
3: It's ridiculous. You know you know what play is going to define our entire season? It was a touchdown drive. 99 yards, <laughs> a fancy gadget play, hook and ladder. Jeff Andrews all fired up. Oh, my God, Teddy, doing great. We'll do this. And then Nick Folk misses the point after. That is the absolute <laughs> summary of our season. A basic friggin' play on special We can't even do that right. Right? So it, it, it's a typical. We're all excited. It's almost like a passing game. We score a touchdown. We're going to win this game. Boom. Kickoff off a turn. 100 yards.
12: game.
4: I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I mean it, it's the life of a Jets fan, man. It's the life of a Jets fan. You just, you just wait for stuff to just happen to you. It's just it's ridiculous.
3: Yeah. And what we're going to do, see, as Jets fans, we always try to improve the stadium experience. I have a recommendation oh. to the New York. I have a recommendation. Save your towels, save your T-shirts, save your posters you're going to hand out, your little $10 off a hot dog, save all that. Just give us a flask. When we walk in, give us a flask. Half full, (laughs) preferably. That's what you need to do. Let's just cut to the chase because, you know what, it's impossible to watch this stuff, so at least help us get through the pain. Assist us. Help us. That is my message to New York (laughs) kids.
4: Oh, man, I tell you. They're, they're, oh my God, Tyson, that was that was crazy. You know, I I mean, at the end of at the least day, you said half a class,
3: I didn't say a full one.
4: <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it, it just team needs to like like we talked about. It needs to be blown up. There's things that need to be addressed in this off season. Uh, a lot of guys who need to dump. You know, Revis for me is, is one of the guys that are top on that list. There's just things that need to be done, and this is going to be a crucial offseason. The decisions that we make this offseason are going to hurt us or help us for years to come.
3: Yeah, we're two years away, so let's rip the Band-Aid off and face the music. You have no quarterback. You have holes at the most crucial position. left tackle, quarterback, I mean, cornerback. I mean, it's – but – this is a good topic for our next caller. Our next caller, Mr. Atkins Fan Media, has created an absolute two articles on the value of season tickets, which they're not valuable, they're not worth anything, and the actual stadium experience, which is absolutely dreadful. So, Jay, Mr. I'm going to call it a riot. How you doing, man? <laughs>
13: Not trying to cause a riot. Before I delve into those two articles, I just want to give my two cents on the uh, if Fitzpatrick starts another game uh, topic because I think that, that, that I just want to you know, jump in there for one minute and give you my idea, which I think really will put this whole thing to rest. What needs to happen is uh, Bowles needs to be called into McKagan's office along with Woody Johnson, and what they need to do is they need to sit there and make a decision. They need to say to Bowles, listen, here's the deal. This season is now about the future. It's not about saving your job either A, you're guaranteed to be here next year no matter what happens if, if Bryce Petty is your quarterback the rest of the way. I don't care if you lose the rest of the games. I don't care how out of control this gets. You are our coach for next year. I promise you, you will not be fired. Or B, you're fired. I mean, cause, like right now, you know, uh, if, if their plan is to fire Bulls at the end of the season, fire him now. It's a difference. And if the plan is to keep him no matter what happens, then give him that security, you know, because – You can't leave this guy lingering out there uh, making decisions on trying to win games this year at the detriment of the future of the team. It doesn't make any sense. So I think that meeting needs to happen. It needs to happen soon. Maybe it already has happened. But if Brian Fitzpatrick is put back into that game, there's going to be a mutiny in that stadium because it makes zero, zero sense for that man to ever get another snap unless, you know, an emergency situation where, where, you know, he has to fill in because Petty got injured or whatever.
3: This is a bye week, dude. This is a bye week. So now Petty has, to, well, obviously they only have one, one day of practice today, another off week, but this should be time for Petty to get in the playbook, develop an offense form, and move on. There's, there's no justified reason to put Fitzpatrick back in uniform again. And like I said, if that meeting does happen, my fear is, is the opposite happens and that Woody says, play Fitzpatrick's, so I want to beat the Patriots. Yeah. yeah.
13: But, but, <laughs> all right. Well, we could talk about this for like 45 minutes, and I don't want to kill your entire show with this, but, you know,
12: what,
13: it, why, what reason could anybody have to say that Bryce that, – I'm sorry, that, that Ryan Fitzpatrick gives you the best opportunity to win when all he does is throw interceptions. I was there in Miami. That pass that he threw in the end zone was ridiculous. I have video of it. I gotta send, I'm going to post it so you guys can see the, the fan reaction in the stands. You, you'll oh. lose your mind. It's and I can't believe I haven't posted it yet, but you guys got to see it. I happen to be recording because I was thinking to myself, oh, we're going to get the go-ahead touchdown here. I want to get this so I can post it on my Twitter. But instead, I got that debacle. And I promise you, I'm going to post it as soon as I get up the phone. You guys are going to love it. You see, Jet fans with their arms up in the air, and then they gradually put their arms down at their sides as they realize what's happening. And then the Dolphins' arms are in the Dolphin fans' arms. It's hilarious. But um, anyway, I want to talk about these uh, these two articles I wrote because it is you're right, Tyson. It's really struck a nerve in the in the uh, Jets community, and you know. <sighs> Quite frankly, I mean, look, I don't want to be known as as the negative guy, the guy who's causing problems, the guy who's causing trouble for the Jets. You know, um, you know, obviously we, all, everyone knows about my history with the billboards and the, and and the plane and all that stuff, and and uh, you know, so that's going to come with some sort of reputation. But um, you know, this is this is an issue that really has been bothering me since the second I walked into that stadium. We, as my family, you know, we had. Uh, you know, I, the story has been retread a million times. But just to recap, you know, we had nine seats on the 50-yard line. They wanted $288,000, you know, for us to continue for the first year, which was just an absurd amount of money to, to ask for fans. Um, so we got five seats together in the 100 level. We were totally unhappy with our sight lines, with our experience inside of that section. So after the first year, the unhappiness had already kicked in. We decided to, crazy enough as, you know, crazy as it sounds, Spend even more money, and we moved up to the mezzanine into the Chase Club for year two, and you know, and paid a fortune to do it, um, hoping that the experience would be better. We didn't want to stop getting season tickets, and I still don't want to stop having our season tickets. What I want is for our, to feel like our season tickets are, you know, they have value that that there's a reason to buy them that we're respected by the Jets front office and not, you know, and not looked at as like you know, people that, that, you know, just another number. We want to feel respected. And there's nothing that makes me feel less respected than everything that I wrote about in, that, in, in those two articles. I mean, it's just nobody can argue that those aren't facts. I'm not making these things up in order to try and, you know, get clicks. This isn't a, a maniche type article that, you know, I take pleasure in writing to, to cause problems. These are real facts that need to be addressed. And, Joe, you know, you and I, we we've tried, we were in Dallas together. We were in Arizona together. I mean, yep. you know, I, I'm curious your opinion here on – I'm not sure if you read the articles yet, but, you know, I'm curious what your opinion is on fan experience from other new stadiums compared to MetLife Stadium and how you feel about it. We uh-huh. haven't discussed it, and, and I'm not trying to steer you in any direction, so I'm just curious no. on your legit
10: feedback.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to thank you for, for coming on, Jay. You know I love speaking with you as well, but – I've talked about it time and time again on this show. I think that we have one of the poorest fan experience. We have one of the poorest stadium experience in the entire NFL. You were at me, you and Tyson, Kevin, we were all at that game in Dallas. And I always highlight that game when I talk about, you know, game experience and, you know, stadium experience. That was a Broadway production. It was a show in Dallas. When you went and watched the Cowboys, even if you weren't a fan of the team, even if you weren't a fan of football, there was something there for you. There was people dancing. There were, you know, they, they didn't play anything that didn't have anything to do with the Cowboys all game. You saw Deion Sanders on on the board. You saw Michael Irvin on the board constantly. There was always constant fan questions. Uh, we went there in December, so there were you know fat Santa's dancing. There was all types of things going on there and it was all unified in with the game as well because you would see you know there was fan interaction with the players they would do different things that stuff does not happen when you go to MetLife not not at a Jets game that, that's not the way it goes there's there's very right. little action with the players there's very little and, and then they our, our traditions at the stadium aren't even respected we got this siren now that's not ours that came from Arizona we got these towels now those aren't ours those came from Pittsburgh, that's the Steelers stuff. Our Jets' chant is not respected. They play other teams' games on the Megatrons while we're playing. I, I was there for, for our last game against Seattle. They had the Bills and the Patriots up playing. Those are division rivals. That doesn't happen anywhere else in the NFL but our stadium. Those are the ridiculous things that I'm talking about. So. Uh, the, the the experience, Jay. You you don't have to toot me one way or the other. I know that we have one of the worst fan experiences. Right. So so here's my right. So what is a fan like?
13: I I have been you know I, I've been busting my butt. I'm gonna speak from the A Wrangler Guy show because I know what happens when you curse. I've been busting my butt for the past two years. Uh, you know, building a website to try and give the fans a voice. Man, you know. I, I really am passionately, you know, like I, I, I want to feel like that, that we're doing good here with this, that this is not a destructive thing that we're that, that we're pointing all this stuff out. This is constructive criticism. This is feedback that the team needs to hear. They need to listen, They need to read it. They have to know what is wrong in order to know what to fix and what we want. I, I fully believe that the front office does not it's not that they don't care. I don't think that they. I think they care, but I think that they don't know. They're not in touch with the fans. They're not in touch with with what we want and and, and how to give it to us. So they keep throwing this, like a, a marching band, and, and then they'll throw a siren, and huh. then they'll you know it's like it's it's one thing after the other, and it's, and none of it works. It's because they're they're out of touch with the reality. They built the stadium not for the fans. They did not build the stadium for the fans. The fans were were. Bit in their faces with the stadium, okay? They, 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 If you have the nerve to call up my family and ask for two hundred and eighty-eight thousand dollars for PSLs in the first year of season tickets, then you're going to hear my response, and you're going to hear the voices of the fans. Because, quite frankly, I, I've never Tyson. You've seen the numbers on the back end of this article, man. Thousands and thousands and thousands of views, and everybody's commenting. I'm, I have been flooded all day, and I'm putting it all down, and I'm going to print it all out, and I'm going to send the Jets a.
9: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by 18+. Terms and conditions website for details.
13: Big fat envelope with every single one of these comments so that they understand this is not just one rogue fan who's trying to cause problems for them, that this is the majority of their fan base speaking loud and clear. I went to this game against against uh, you know, LA on Sunday, my tickets that cost 100-something bucks apiece, the guy sitting next to me was bragging how he paid 15 bucks on StubHub. These are people that did not pay PSLs. These are people that did not have to pay for the preseason. They simply logged on to StubHub and bought the same ticket for one-tenth the price that I paid. How is that fair? What, is, what are the Jets going to do for the season ticket holders that have laid out that kind of money and are getting disrespected in this regard? It's not fair. And I'm not trying to sound like somebody who's you know, just got buyer's remorse and, and, and is complaining. I knew, and as did my family, what we were getting into when we bought these PSLs. We knew that it was not a good deal. We did it because we were showing the faith in the Jets that they were going to put a product out there that was worth investing in. And I'm not talking about a team that wins every year. You know that when you buy you know, season tickets and you pay a PSL that you're in it for the long haul. There are going to be up years and they're going to be down years. And as Jet fans, we accept the down years. But I, what, what I won't accept is feeling like we're completely taken advantage of And that's exactly what's going on. And I am not the only one who feels that way. Thousands and thousands of season ticket holders feel that way. And if it continues, which I don't know how they're going to fix it, um, you're going to see they're going to have a big problem on their hands.
3: um, Well, the the problem is not just getting new new people, but with retaining their. I'm sorry. It's going to be this year. The the problem is going to be this year. Here's the problem. Yes, the stadium experience, like you detailed, it's going to be the stadium experience is awful. The team is awful. And when you look at the investment, and you did a phenomenal job breaking this down, because when I had season tickets, dude, I couldn't even give tickets away at times. I was throwing away $300 a week, $300, boom. Cool. Not to mention the pre season games I wouldn't go to. Another $500, throw it away. You're throwing away six, $700. And, like, in this day and age, who wants to throw away $600? And you get nothing yeah. for it. Nobody wants to go. There's no value. And now you have a team. Now, if you look at this team, terrible state environment. It's awful.
6: And you have no
7: direction,
3: no leader, no face in a the franchise. There is not one way in the world to sell a season ticket holder next year. There's no way to sell this team. It's impossible right now. They did it to themselves, Tyson. I mean, you, when you
13: act greedy and you act like a pig, then you are going to eventually have to answer to it. And the gravy train has run out, man. They had a season ticket holder wait list, tens of thousands of people long when when they were at their peak. They burned through that list in less than six years to the point where you know, Tyson, you told, me, you told me the other day, how many times did you see a commercial where they were trying to pimp those season tickets during the, during the L.A. game? It was ridiculous.
3: But, Jay, you know, yeah, you know where they so, started, though? But, dude, it start, this goes back to just, let's just go back to the beginning. Training camp. They had six yeah. practices. They screwed the fans of Long Island, nothing at Hofstra. They don't care about the fans. What they wanted to do, they wanted everybody to come to their fancy facility to buy their overpriced merchandise. how that worked yeah. out for you? And it rained two of the days. They didn't care. It wasn't about the fans. It was about getting limited practices to kind of create some kind of ordeal and then gouge it your, to merchandise. When you walk into practice, you walk through the tent. It started there. Right. Right. So so this is not about
13: – I mean, and fans were complaining back then. They were pissed. They drove out there. you know. And, and so it's like, you know, this is not a gut reaction to a to a 9-6 loss to the Rams. And I really hope that, that you know, that they seriously understand that. This is – a building frustration from the second that that stadium opened up until today. And you know what? Wins, yes. If you're a Giants fan, and, and I've talked to a lot of Giant fans who feel the exact same way about the stadium. I've talked to a lot of Yankee fans that feel the exact same way about their stadium. You know, it's like, you know, when you win and you put a winner out there, the Giants have won a couple Super Bowls and they're 6-3 and three now. You're not going to see as many articles, ta- or, or any for that matter, talking about the stadium because they have better stuff to write about, you know. But if you... If you slap your fans in the face, asking them for a quarter million dollars for a year of season tickets, you know, you better be putting a, a product out there every single year or at least, you know, or, or at least putting a fan experience out there every single year that the fans can get behind and feel proud of, you know, when, when things go like this, when things, you know, when, when wins and losses go like this, that's one thing, you know, you may, you, you may gloss over it for a little while and, and, and you know, and accept the... the crappy stadium atmosphere, but when, when things are going wrong, man, you're just like, you know, and, and not only like you said, Tice, it's like, you know, and when you feel like that, there's no end in sight, you know, you feel like that, like players aren't even showing up for practice and you're investing that kind of money in the team and the players can't even be bothered to show up and you're, and then you're rewarding them with long-term contracts and Darrell Revis making $17 million and he can't be bothered to make a tackle. Are you kidding me? And then and then let's make him a safety. You know the only thing worse than a cornerback who refuses to tackle? How about a safety that doesn't tackle? I mean, get the mm-hmm. hell out of here with that idea. Well, a, but see, like, Jay, you know these guys the are not warn-
3: leaders. They don't. Care. So why should The we- warning sign was there. The warning signs have been there. When your home opener isn't sold out, that's a problem. When your crowd yeah. noise isn't basically vanished as far as time, it's a problem. The stadium experience. It used to be a family atmosphere. The same people sat in the same seats. You knew everybody. It was always a great time. Now you go to your section. You have no idea who these people are. Half of them are opposing fans. Half of them don't care. Half of them are just on the phone the whole time. The the experience is awful. There's no bang for your buck. And and just the product on the field is a concern. Like you said, you're you're saying, okay, you want me to spend $200 a ticket? Okay, show me something. No, I don't want Tony Robo. Show me a franchise that knows what the hell they're doing. Not firing a coach every two years. not, Not trying to figure out. Even today. Take the perfect example. Pepper Johnson met with the media. He acted like an idiot. He sat yeah. in front of the media and wouldn't answer questions. This is exactly the problem. Why are you embarrassing us even more, Jay? Uh, it's crazy, man. It's,
13: it's, this season has been this perfect storm of hell for as a Jet fan. It's like you know we had expectations coming in. They flopped. Every single thing. I can't even blame. You know, it's crazy. It's like you can't even blame the GM because you were excited when we resigned signed You were excited when we re-signed Fitz. The results aren't there, and that's unfortunate. But, like, you know, situations like that, he did what we what we were applauding at the time as, you know, what we thought was a good idea. I know maybe Joe
4: wasn't. You know, and that, was, and but that's, but yeah, yeah. And that, but that's part of the problem, Jay, and that's part of the problem right there. Our, we, we spoke about this earlier. You said, hey, you got to build for the fans. Listen, if you build for the fans, and you'll be sitting right next to them. There's no reason they should have re-signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. No
13: reason at all. I'm with you. But my, my whole so, thing so is you don't,
4: like... Okay, so then you don't build for the fans. And, and that's part of the problem here. That's part of the problem. The splash moves, the Cutler, the Romo that we're already talking about right now is because they're doing exactly what you're talking about doing every season. But, it it, it right, doesn't my, allow us any but, type of I, any type stability.
13: Do, I'm fine with a complete rebuild, man. I'm not going to... I'm not going to lose my mind if the Jets are are in complete rebuild mode and and you know. But then show us that's the direction you're going in. Don't sign Tony Romo. If you sign Tony Romo, then, then you're you're confusing your entire message. You're still going to be eight and eight, the best case scenario next year with Tony Romo. You know, and that's if he stays healthy, which he never will. And and what does that get you? Is exactly right? All that does is get you you know is delay your rebuilding process even further because he's not going to be around for very long. So it's like the whole thing is skewed, man. Give us a complete rebuild. I'm more than willing to bite the bullet on that, you know, and I'm fine with that as, as far as, you know, as far as being a season ticket holder goes. But with that said, you know, they, they are going to have to give some concessions and give, you know, and, and, and figure out a way to make the fans who are already paying the exorbitant amount of money happy, or they're going to lose all of them. Because, you know, it's not about getting, Breno Giacomini's used jockstrap through the Jets reward program, you know? It's
7: about
3: giving something real back to the fans. This but Jay, the one thing you, know, you mentioned and Joe he, mentioned he, this, he, though, too. So, Joe mentioned it earlier. When we went to Dallas, the halftime show was a goddamn production. I mean, you didn't know where to even look because there was, there was cheerleaders, there was this, there were so many things going on. Our wait. halftime show is what, two kids playing catch, a guy threw a ball <laughs> through a garbage can, and two seagulls <laughs> trying to team, wrestle. Lost,
13: it's
4: ridiculous.
3: The Cowboys have lost
13: what ten games in a row going into that game. The fans have no respect yeah. up there. It was a Saturday night. The place was packed and loud. The fans still cared, and you know why they cared? Because you're exactly like you said, there is a reason to go to that game. They they have a they have a home field, man. We don't have that. We don't have yeah. a home field. We have a great disgusting abomination of a stadium that th- the, the cost of which is just insanity. I wish that they would do some sort of, you know, look into to, to how those funds were allocated. Cause I still can't figure out how they spent a billion eight on that stadium. It doesn't make any sense when you see what Arizona got for less than half that price. I understand that it's more expensive to build out here, but come on, we're talking about 900 to a billion dollars, 900 million to a billion dollars more. This, this is what we got. What do we get? Is, is there, yeah. are, are there $100,000 seats in the lounges that I haven't seen? Because I don't understand it. We sit on a gray seat, you know, and, and yeah, there's nothing is. there. There's no giant scoreboard. There's no, you know, it's not, there's no roof. There's like, We didn't get anything. We got nothing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jay, I'm telling you, it, 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 it's tough, man. This is an issue that people constantly ask me about, you know, like like me about earlier, because, you know, I am out of the state and I fly in and I, I just say the same thing. I'm mind, mind boggled by the stadium experience. I mind, mind, mind boggled, by the way, that, that you know, Woody and, and, and the Jets PR staff kind of handles dealing with the fans. I just – I don't understand it, man. But I want to talk about the product on the field. I, I want to get your thoughts on Bryce Petty's first game start. What did you see out of him, and what were your thoughts about his performance? I
13: saw a game plan, unfortunately, that was tailored around trying to make sure – That Bryce Petty didn't make any mistakes, and you can't win like that. You know, I saw, I saw, he's checking down constantly, passing running backs. um, You know, a refusal for some reason to throw down the field. It it seemed like, you know, what I mean. The 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 play that changed that whole game was when he missed Robbie Anderson on that on that um, pass. I know I know everyone's saying that Robbie Anderson stopped on the route. However, you want to look at it, that changed it because he was throwing the ball around a little bit before that. He was looking good, and you know. He didn't embarrass himself. It was just, you know, Let's not get crazy. It was his first game out there, you know, a, a project guy. I want to see more. I, that's the whole reason why you cannot possibly give me any good reason why you would ever go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's see more out of Bryce Petty. Let's see what he can do. The Rams are a tough defense. He didn't embarrass himself. He, he wasn't great, obviously, but um, he certainly – uh, you know, should be out there, and let's see a few more games for him. Let's see, you know, and now open the playbook up a little more for him and let him, you know, t- take off the handcuffs and let him throw the ball a little bit. What do you have to lose? You're 3-7 at this point. You know, if, if he throws six interceptions, he's still, you know, let's say like he throws five interceptions. He's a step ahead of the game from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, you know, let him throw the ball. wing it around. And at least the fans will have a little bit of fun watching that, I think. You know, like, what, what do you have to lose? That's my whole thing. So I, was, I, I, I don't want to say I was encouraged. I don't want to say that I was, you know, that, that I saw so little of him that I, that I think they should send him to the bench and throw a hack in there or or back. I just think that, you know, he was about exactly what he probably should have been, you know, a, a very mediocre, young, green quarterback.
3: Well, Jay, first of all, I want to give you a lot of credit for actually calling the Jets out on the, just the buckle of this. It's a situation, it's just a mess. The stadium is a mess, the season tickets are a mess, the whole thing is a mess. And I give you a lot of credit for actually just calling him out on it and actually just raising attention to it. A lot of people, a lot of writers out there that won't do that. They're scared are gonna lose their credentials, they're gonna lose this, you're gonna lose that. And and the fact of the matter is there's cool. thousands of fans that, that there's thousands of fans that are pissed off about this and are tired of it. And this is gonna be the year where the Jets face it because this off season, everybody's gonna be like, you know what? It's just not worth it anymore. Well Tyson,
13: you know, a lot of people, um... I'm not calling anybody out in particular. I'm just speaking facts. A lot of people will go to Twitter, will go to Facebook, will go, you know, wherever they go, Instagram, and they'll post a picture of something that makes them upset, and they'll, you know, and they will, uh, you know, they'll they'll complain about it. But, you know, like I said, you and I and and Kevin and, and, you know, and Joe and, I mean, all of us that have worked on on the website, man, we work really hard because we're passionate about this team. We love this team. We want the team to be good. We want to enjoy our time there. But, like, you know, I have zero problem speaking my mind. Obviously, you know, I I I am like, I'm not scared of of the Jets front office or what they're going to do to me. You know, uh, to take away you know credential, what, whatever that is. You know, the, the I care more about fixing this problem. I care more, and and I will I will meet with them if they want. I will send them all the all this feedback if they want. They can read it, they can rip it up, burn it, they can, whatever they want to do with it. But my voice is going to be heard and I'm happy to represent the thousands of people who feel the same way. And I'm going to continue to do that. And I know that that rubs some people the wrong way because it's a lot better when, you know, when, when, you know, when you're a corporation, if somebody like me does not exist, they, they prefer me to, I'm sure go away, but I'm not going to because, you know, I've been here for longer than Woody Johnson. I've been here longer than Neil Glad. I've been here longer than these guys and I'll be here when they're all gone. That's how much we love this team. You guys all feel the same way, I'm sure. So I'm going to speak my mind, and I'm going to try and help be a part of the solution instead of just being a mouthpiece.
3: Uh,
13: it's, just, it's just the way I,
3: I feel that passionately about it, so that's, that's why I do it. Well, you know we got your back, man, because our credentials are gone, too, so don't worry about
12: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm
13: going down a boat with you guys, bro. I'm just telling you right now. I'm going, I'm going down a boat with Tyson.
3: We, we we got a cruise ship at this point.
13: Oh, sure. No, no, When we put all our, when we put all of our guys, uh, you know that. You, I mean, I wish you guys could see the thousands. You you will see it because I'm I'm going to show you. I'm going to make pronounce all this stuff. But man, thousands. I've never seen. There's never been an article we wrote in the history of our site that got more attention than this one thousands and thousands of comments that I I don't even know how I'm going to get back to everybody. I I really try to read them all and, 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 you know, and respond, but the people who sent us comments, I rest assured, you know, that, that feel the same way or that feel that I'm a complete idiot. We got a couple of those. We got, you know, I would say that we got a couple thousand comments of people telling me that this is exactly my experience and I appreciate you speaking on my behalf because I, because somebody needed to say it. And I got maybe three or four people that, that said, I don't know what you're talking about. I love the stadium and, and you're completely out of your mind. And that's fine too. Give us that feedback because I want to hear that feedback. If if there's something the jets are doing right, I want to send that send that to them too. But you know, I mean it's just uh it's 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 touched off a firestorm. And that's just I mean, it's that's what happens when you know, sometimes when you speak your mind. You you know, you get people that agree and they uh their their voices will be heard as well. I'm gonna print them out, I'm gonna send an envelope to the Jets and hopefully they uh they read through it.
3: Well, good stuff, Jay, and, you know, we always got your back, and we'll just share the message, so <laughs> let's all give that job, man. man. <laughs> great work, guys. And it's a fair point, dude. I've had season tickets since 1995, and the experience, yeah. Joe, as you know, is, is just not a good experience, and it's just a value. Like, you lose money in the preseason no matter how you look at it, and then you have your tickets, and there's times, like this year, you can't even give them away. So you have, say <laughs> you have four tickets, you try to get rid of two of them, that's $250 that you can't even give away. Nobody even watch them. So basically, you're saying, yep, nope, there's that money lost. You're losing money hand over fist. And you say, for what? What am I, what am I going for? You go, you go watch yeah. the Jets play the Rams. They score six points. But that's it. With a fake air siren, with a dead crowd, and lousy traffic. You, you can't justify it. It's impossible. You know, it's, oh. the Jets have their hands full, man. This is... This has been a long time coming. It's it's been brewing because this new stadium is just it's just a, a awful in terms of traffic, engineering, getting to your seat, going to the bathroom. It's just a nightmare.
5: So, well,
3: plenty of credit to Jay, man. Jay pointed out all his flaw, all the flaws of the of the organization and stadium. And hey, let them face the music. We, you know, we got to deal with it. And and like you, Joe, you travel. We both travel to away game. You spend all this money to see a quality product, and you don't see it. You, it's just there's no return on your investment and that's the problem
4: yeah and, and then when you go to other stadiums it's like you start to see all the things that they have that are better than your home stadium that that i think that's the one of the most maddening things when you go like i was in arizona and you go to their concessions and their food is way better than the stuff we haven't met live and just the fans in general everyone's there and you, you, you know, the, the, when, the team, when their team hits the field, it's everyone on their feet, and it's so loud, and then I go to MetLife, and it, it's not that way. You know, our team hits the field, it's dead silent because no one's there, or it's pretty much an away game because it's filled with the other team's fans. I mean, it's just it, – it's tough, man.
3: Yeah, dude, I've been to – like I said, Dallas is amazing. I've been to Green Bay. Green Bay is phenomenal. Even Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens, the game yeah. is like – it's an event. These fans are yeah. into it. The place is loud, and it doesn't even depend on the record. I mean, you know now, Jets 3-7, and that place is going to be a ghost town and just a disaster the rest of the year. Other teams, (laughs) the fans are still into it. Kansas City, these places, it's just a whole better environment for a lot less money. So,
6: we're
3: going to go to our next caller. It's uh, David in Virginia. David, this is Joe and Tyson. How you doing, man?
6: Hey, fellas. I'm good. How you guys doing tonight?
3: Doing pretty good, man. We're just trying to figure out where the hell this team is going. I mean, it seems like a lot of questions and no answers. (laughs)
6: <laughs> yeah, well, when when that is the case We all know good and well where it's going And we're watching it every week It's just going down the toilet <laughs> That's just to be quite yeah, frank Yeah, now, what is your take on the quarterback
3: position? Do you think the Jets go back to the <laughs> Uh,
6: Absolutely not um, I'm glad you asked Because that was probably the first thing I was going to bring up I've had some discussions on Twitter with uh, with with Joe Long Beach Joe who's, uh, Who I like a whole lot, man I just want to give you a shout out Because you're always talking about oh, Twitter you. You're a good dude Hey I hear this man. People. When I found out you're from California, I was like, "Good lord, this—that's some jet <laughs> commitment." This dude's from California.
9: Like. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
6: <laughs> you know, so that's, that's props to you. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, absolutely not. Please do not put, I don't, I don't even say his name. Uh, number 14, please do <laughs> not put him back on the field. Nobody wants to see it. Um, the only case for it that I've seen Jets fans make and, one that I might agree with here is everybody that wants us to tank says, Well, yeah, put fourteen back on the field because that's the guaranteed way that we'll just continue to lose. Because oh. Todd Bowles thinks that he might actually give us the best chance to win. And from for I'm not necessarily a Let's Tank fan, but for all the fans that want us to tank, I've always told them, Well, like, well, if you want to lose, you know, just put that guy with the beard out there <laughs> because <laughs> we'll absolutely lose every time he comes out. You know, that that's that's fine, done deal. You know, so – but I – what I actually wanted to talk about with you guys with the quarterback thing, and I don't want to – I'm not a dump Petty guy like after one game and everything, but one of the things I talked about with Joe is I think fans want Bryce Petty to be a thing. I don't think he's that good, fellas. Like, and I don't want to – you know, I hate to disappoint everybody that's been waiting to see him. I personally think he should start for the rest of the year, let him get all the snaps, let him get all the run, let's see exactly what he can be. But I think what, what I saw on Sunday is the guy that I pretty much expected. The guy I saw in preseason, like he's got a good a good arm. He can throw a deep ball. Um, I don't necessarily see it big, IQ wise, quarterback IQ wise, and I think he's really inaccurate. You know, but, like there was a play. Good, I'm listening.
4: Yeah, and I, and I, I want to thank you for calling in. I hear what you're saying, but how much of that was the play calling?
6: Because the, the game oh, yeah, plan no, seems very
4: vanilla yeah. and. And just, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, he,
6: he, some of the things that he had him
4: out there doing, some of the things that Gailey was calling, even some of the packages that he puts in, it's like, why aren't, why isn't Quincy Newman being used a bit more? Why aren't we they seeing four takes no out the backfield? I mean, what is going on with that? I mean, what are your thoughts on Gailey's game plan? They is, did is, him is, no favors the with the game.
6: game plan. They did yeah. him no favors with the game plan. You guys are absolutely right on that. My, my assessment of him, see, I went um, – I went to the preseason game against the Redskins, uh, which was um, a disaster from the Jets' fan standpoint because fans, the fans that booed Geno and all that were in full force in Washington. It was absolutely oh. disgusting. Um, but that's another story. But I saw him then live, and I really saw – all the warts up, up close and personal. I just don't think he's very accurate. That's my problem with Petty, mm-hmm. is you know. And then the idea that oh well, this is just his first game, and I and I completely understand. And I think the play the play calling was not great, but mm-hmm. he the the reality is is he sat for a year and a half. Like he, I would have really expected him to be a little bit more prepared than I saw that he was. And yes, they didn't use Quincy great, but there's a couple of he just didn't even see him. Like, there was a a play at the beginning of the third quarter where I think even Charles Davis called it out. Like, um, maybe he missed Quincy running wide open in the middle of the field. And he yeah. and not only did he not see him, I don't know who he was throwing to. Like, it looked like he was throwing to somebody. The ball just flailed. You know, I, I'm just – I've never really been impressed with him. And my main thing with Petty and why I don't think he'll be a starter in the league is I just don't see the accuracy. It's just yeah. important. You know, it's the difference between 55% and 60% completion percentage is just putting the ball on the right spot. And he just doesn't do that consistently enough for me.
4: Yeah. And, and, and I want, again, I want to thank you for calling in. I, and I hear what you're yeah. saying. And everyone knows, everyone knows we go back and forth about Petty all the time, and everyone knows he's yeah. my guy. I don't think he's the second coming in like Drew Brees or Tom Brady. But I think you'll start to see with, with more games, he'll gain that experience. We've already talked about he yeah. came a long way with his mechanics. We've seen his mechanics improve. When you see mechanics he improve, you start to get right. accuracy. We'll also we'll also have to see that in game stuff too. Again, and you said yeah. it even earlier. I understand you get it. It's only one game. We need to see more out of him. Once he gets that timing down, Chan has talked about it constantly with him. His timing, his in game timing with the offense. Once he gets that down, going forward, playing more games, I think we'll see an improvement in accuracy. But I do understand your concern with accuracy, like you yeah. said. That could be the difference between an interception or a touchdown. That, absolutely, and
6: he but was, and he des- and he deserves to start. And he de- yeah, and he deserves to start. Like I really think that from now on, just give him, give the guy with the beard. Don't even give him the clipboard. I like the idea of making him sit with the unhappy yeah. fans somewhere in the mezzanine, you know, and 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 give Hackenberg the number two. Like, you know, enough of the kid gloves. Hackenberg doesn't need to be a, a, a bystander. He got drafted in this league to, to play. Bring him downstairs, let him play the number two, and and let Petty start for the rest of the year. Let's see what kind of progress these guys can hey, make. I have an idea. We, I have an
3: well, idea. Hey, Wait, Joe, I have an idea before you go. What we <laughs> can do is make Ryan Fitzpatrick the halftime show. Bring out all these <laughs> on cans and dumpsters and let him throw balls into the dumpster.
2: <laughs> can we do the
6: thing where, like, he sits – where he sits above the pool of water and, like, we have other fans, like, you know, people who can throw the ball more accurately than him, like, hit a spot and maybe he'll... Because if he throws it, he'll never go in the water. But if I throw it, I'd be sure i bet you I can get him in the water. Because, you know, he's not very accurate either.
2: I'd like to jump
6: in the water, if possible. I'd pay for that. And he, and, oh. and, the, the, and, and and big shout-out to Jay for the, the, the story that he wrote, because I read it and it was great, and... and I kind of relate to it because I'm all the way down here in Virginia. And, like, I had to buy the season ticket, the Sunday ticket, a couple years to watch us. And I, the first time I bought the Sunday ticket, we were 4-12 and 12 with the that year with, with Rex getting fired and all that, and it was a disaster. And, and this year I just kind of said, well, you know, I have Game Pass. You know, I have two kids. I have all this stuff. You know, let me – I'll watch the games sort of after, and I'll watch it on Rewind. And I can, I can only imagine you guys traveling from state to state to watch this. I won't even go to a bar. Like, I have to go to a bar to watch it. I won't even go to a bar to watch this stuff because, dude, I'm just – I care too much. I'll sit there and get mad. Like, they'll throw me out of the bar. I'll just oh, be absolutely. cursing and yelling. I'll just be so mad. Like, I, you know what I do on Sundays? I do lawn work. I listen to the games on my radio, on my phone, and I like rig the leaves, and I just curse at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just yell at myself. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like, there's no way. You know, so I, I mean, can imagine I'm, how you guys feel. I can only
4: imagine. I mean, look at look at what this team is doing to you, man. It's just frustrating all the way around no. seeing the way that they play, man. It's just, it's when, absolutely- when,
6: when, the, when the kid, Drake, ran back the, the, the kickoff, this is no oh. lie. I had a bad feeling that it was coming because if you recall prior in the game they ran back a punt and they got a penalty and I said you know these guys are obviously good in the return game and yeah. I you know and they when they um when it got called back I said you know what it's Miami it's hot they have to do it again Plus, they ran one back on us. This might not be good. And I'm sitting there. I was like, oh, no, I don't think this is going to be good. And then when you sort of predict something's going to happen, it almost makes it worse when it does. And I just yelled and screamed. I cursed so loud. And my neighbor walks past me right at the same time, and I looked at him, and I was like, just just keep walking, dude. You don't want any of this here, man. Don't say nothing to me, man. Just leave me alone. He just looked at me. I was like, dude, what's going on? He just kept walking. Okay? It was oh,
4: Real, oh Man, this is it's nuts, man. Real quickly before we let you go, I want to get your yeah. thoughts on Rebus, man, because this has to be oh. – I mean, you're talking about one of the most – one of the more frustrating players on this team to watch. It's got to be Rebus, man. Give me your thoughts on his play.
6: I've called him to your show before. Another guy, I won't say his name. Number two, four is one of my favorite players I've ever seen play the game. And this year has got to be – it's just the most disgusting uh, display. And it's not because he's old and he's lost a step. You know, we, we can sort of forgive you on that. Um, yeah. Him just giving no effort to make tackles in the screens and the running games, you know, Toj the TOJ site, put up a meme against Cincinnati when there was a, a couple of wide receiver screens where he was just sort of standing around. And, and as that started to happen more, people kept saying, Oh, well, you know, they're just attacking Revis. It's like, no, this has been happening since week one. And, and the the play where David Johnson had that run where you can see Larry Fitzgerald, who was a great blocker, Larry Fitzgerald like sneezed on Revis and he just was like, Oh, I guess I'm blocked. I'm out of the play," You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just disgusting, and then you want him to be a safety like he. This is he's always been one of the best tackling corners in the league, which is which is why it's so shocking to me that now he re- just doesn't want it to. There's no other conclusion to be made except that he's just out there dogging it, or or that he just you know like everybody else is just so demoralized that they don't even care. But you're a team leader, you're making seventeen million dollars. You came back here to be who you are here. I don't care. You need to be fighting to the last whistle. You know what I mean? And he's clearly out there dogging it. And it's just it's so it's, – I don't care how much, how much dead cap money there is. He deserves to be cut. He deserves to be cut next year. You know, he's going yep. to be making a nice little bit of money. It's not going to be $17 million, but it's $9 million. That's like something like that. It's a lot of money to pay for a dude who, who's absolutely going to be dogging it, who's saying that his body is breaking down. Like, he deserves to be cut, man. He deserves to be cut. And it hurts my heart, and we'll put him in the ring of honor. But good Lord, get this guy off the field. David, good stuff, man. Thank you for calling in. Fellas,
3: as always, thank you. Joe, I I just want to know, where will the New York Jets send our money? Because we gave them two great stadium (laughs) opportunities here. First of all, give out Flask. Half full, not fully full, just half full because Jeff fans gonna drink a little bit too much. And then a dunk tank at halftime with Fitzpatrick leading the way. Or Fitzpatrick throwing the ball into a dumpster. I mean, that's you cannot ask for right there is already improving the stadium experience.
4: <laughs> you go right there, Lily. I'd be down for it, man. The dump the dunk tank or the dumpster, see if a fan can beat him out. I, I think that'd be quite entertaining.
3: Or what you can do is you can line up the drum line and have Fitzpatrick throw passes at them to see if they can catch him or something. Like, you got to <laughs> maximize
4: your resources.
3: You know what I mean? Like, it's something. you got to do something with these people.
4: Yeah, I mean, you've got to find ways. you got to find ways to, to entertain the fans. All those are good ideas.
3: All right, we're going to go to our next caller. It's our good friend, Justin. Justin, this
12: is Joe and Tyson. What's up, man? Uh, what's up, guys? Another tragic mission, Jet Nation.
3: Yeah, it's not um it's not ideal right now, but what is your take this this whole saga with Bryce Petty? Did you like what you saw out of him or no? Uh
12: actually uh I haven't seen enough of him. I mean he showed some signs where he looked pretty good and then he showed some signs which wasn't so good, but I really don't think they let the kid play. I mean three and six, and we're not letting the kid actually throw the ball. We still have the run-run pass situation with Shane Gailey. So, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen enough in the kid yet, and absolutely he should be starting pretty much the rest of the season. No, I tend to
3: agree with you. Now, are you surprised that Jalen Marshall is still back returning punts?
12: Yeah, I mean, actually, not really, because what do you mean? We haven't seen any accountability all year. And, again, we're not seeing any accountability. So this guy, Coach Bowles, he's – I don't know why people are not saying he's not on the hot seat. Just call him Zombie, (laughs) man. Yeah, Zombie Bowles. I don't know how people are saying the guy is not on the hot seat because, absolutely, I think he's on the hot seat. I've been saying it for three weeks, and he's making mistakes, mistakes, accountability, accountability. So I absolutely think he's on the hot seat. But I don't. I don't think. I don't know. These last couple of games will tell you the future of
4: Coach Coach Zombie. <laughs> and I want to thank you for calling in. What are your thoughts about Muhammad Wilkerson's performance as well? Because we all know that he's talked about, you know, having extreme pain. Don't you think he should just be benched instead of out there playing hurt, which is well affecting his production? A,
12: this is why I don't know if Coach Zombie is the right <laughs> man for the job. I think Mohamed Wilkerson is hurt and shouldn't even be in the game, but we have a coach that is clueless time after time. Putting guys out there that are hurt, guys out there throwing interceptions, guys out there like Revis getting burnt, not even showing effort for tackling. So, I mean, no, it doesn't surprise me.
3: Yeah. No, it doesn't uh, surprise not. me either. Good,
12: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, I yeah, wanted to get – The next thing I wanted to get into is the heated quarterback situation. I want to say this right now. We, I mean, I said it. If we sign Fitzpatrick, we're going to take three steps back, and it's going to hold our future in jeopardy. And look what happened. We did it again. So, you know what? Let's rip this bandaid off. Let's not do it again. And you want to put these people, these fans want to put another band aid on with Tony Romo or Jake Cutler? Yeah, no, let's not do that, please, because we already made this mistake. Although Romo is a very talented guy, he's one hit away from being dunked for his career. So can, can we please not put another band aid on and make this mistake again and hold our franchise even a worse situation than we were in signing Ryan Fitzpatrick?
4: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, man. I I don't understand why a lot of fans are constantly, you know, supporting a splash move, I, like a finding a Tony I'll, Roma. Give, like I'll, you said. Give, I'll give I'll
12: give you a take why fans are because fans are sick of losing and they want to have a quote unquote franchise quarterback but you gotta look at the big picture with Exactly. mean we're far we got we need more needs than quarterback, offensive line, rusher, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. So you know what? Let's let's not even go there
4: uh sign Tony Roma. Yeah, and I hear what you're saying, but having a franchise quarterback, you need to bring a – either you need to let a young guy develop yeah. into a franchise quarterback or you need to bring let a young, us, a young yeah, guy in. But so going out and making that class signing yeah, with Tony yeah. Romo or Jay Culler, that's definitely not going to solve your situation. Yeah, because we just did that with what? Finn. Yeah,
12: exactly. That's what I'm saying. But uh, what do you mean – what do these fans want to bring in Romo, but they're saying Bryce Petty is looking horrendous in one game and they want to run him out of town – when they don't see production with one game when, I mean, it's terrible. They just want to run every guy out of town. And what happens yeah. if we do sign Romo and he has a bad couple of games? It doesn't solve anything. So let's if we sign Romo, it, we'll be, we'll be signing our franchise back even maybe three or four years when Fitzpatrick, it may be only two or three years because Romo is a pricey guy and we don't even have money to spend on a guy like Romo or Jay Cutler. And there's not very many names out there like Matt Flynn. No, we're in, that guy's trash, too. So let's not get carried away. I'll bring in an interesting point for you. You guys mentioned Mike Lennon. I think that would be an excellent idea, Mike Lennon is coming in. I'd be all well, for that. The, the, what,
3: the, idea, the, the idea of Mike Lennon is this. He's young,
12: he has some talent, and he'll be cheap. Like you mentioned, Justin, deep. the thing is this. did an, No so good. Yeah, deep absolutely need to bring in a veteran. And I don't know why, Chief, a good option is Geno Smith. You guys are saying he's one of the best options. I know fans don't like him and don't want to hear it, but he's not going to be too pricey, and he's actually a very good fit. Him and Mike Lennon would probably be on the top of my list to re-sign for a quarterback next year. Not Jay Cutler, not Tony Romo.
4: But this is the only question with that, Justin, is how realistic of a re-signing is Geno, knowing the fact that Dude, if he has a chance to get out of here, he's going go. he, yeah, well, well, to go. He's had the fan base on top of him since he's gotten here. He's had the media on top of him since he's gotten here, and he's been disrespected by two different regimes. <laughs> there, I, there's, there's no reason for him to stay here. It, once that door uh, opens, I no re- he'll take wait, off wait, running wait. and never look back. Wait,
12: no, no reason the guy has a chance to – be competitive, and compete for a starting position, and that's what the guy wants to do. So let's not get carried away with no no reason to resign the guy because the guy can actually be a very legitimate chance for a starting quarterback situation. So let's not get carried away, and there's no reason why Geno Smith should not want to come back because he has a legitimate chance to start next year because we don't know who the hell is going to be our quarterback next year.
3: Justin, good but stuff, man. Your
12: last couple calls, his last couple calls have been on fire, man. Yeah. Ask ask, ask me the question, the the fire question about if uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick starts versus the Patriots, what will we do with a Coach uh, Zombie? What will you do? I I give him the walking papers right there. He starts Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick shouldn't even shouldn't be active any of these games. He should be just, as he said, in the mezzanine section with the fans because this guy should not be active on game day. He held our franchise hostage, and we're paying the, the damage for it right now. Good stuff, Justin. Thanks for calling in. All right, thanks, guys. That's
3: another. See, that's another idea we have. See, once again, yeah. we're trying to improve the stadium experience. What you can do is put <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's got a big. He's got a big group of fans, man. He's got a big group of fans that make excuses for him for what five weeks now. You put Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Bud Light tent, and he could sign autographs for the game.
4: <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's something else that you could do there. You know, uh, he could he could be doing that. You could also have him – why not have him strolling around and be at the concessions? He could draw fans there. They might buy something so he can sign that too. There's all types of ways you can use it. You can give
3: him the T-shirt cannon. Well, you know, he, yeah.
13: he may be
4: a little bit erratic with that too. He may hurt somebody. can't do that. Forget that. He I might, question. He might, <laughs> <laughs> he might hit a fan with something, you know. He's not—he's not gonna make sure it's safe. He's a little bit erratic out there, you know. He's inaccurate. So <laughs> we're gonna—we're gonna go to our
3: next caller. It's Gang Green, David, David, Joe, and Tyson. How you doing, man?
10: How, how you doing, guys?
3: So, what—what what is your take? I, I have a feeling you're gonna come in with some positivity. So let's hear it.
10: So, what positivity? I, I've lost all of it at this point. After just wow. That- the Rams, I, all my positivity is gone at this point.
3: So what is, what is your take on the quarterback? Did you like what you see out of Bryce Petty, or would you go back to Fitzpatrick?
10: Would I go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick? You want to know something? I would actually rather have that squirrel that came out during the Packer game sign to a one-year, $12 million eight-court contract and have him play under center than Ryan Fitzpatrick, okay? Mm. I do not want Ryan Fitzpatrick back. With regards to Bryce Petty, know I saw some good some bad definitely thought they were being a little too conservative with him you know he threw a lot of short passes you know mainly to running backs you know I really wanted to see Bryce Petty's arm more I mean he threw a couple of deep balls both to Robbie Anderson should have had one key one so you know Joe you were saying how Bryce Petty was not brewing, you know I agree with you man I think Bryce Petty should be Continuing to start, you know, let the kid progress, and then once Ryan Fitzpatrick and Gino leave, Bryce Petty practices with the first team in the off-season, and who knows? This is a quarterback project. We're trying to develop this kid into the future of the New York Jets. And personally, if all goes well, I would say maybe Bryce Petty should deserve a shot next year because we've already seen him develop for about a couple of years now, and I think he could be ready.
4: Yeah, I, I just want to. I don't want to thank you for calling in. I just want to see the kid get more snaps get out there, get his, you know, you know, in-game experience and live-game experience and get some timing down with the offense and just see where he is, sees what happened with the kid. Because at this point, they let him out there. There's no reason to go back to Fitzpatrick. But, man, I want to get your thoughts on Todd Bowles. Is he on the hot seat in your mind? Well, if he does start Ryan Fitzpatrick,
10: then on my mind, he is in the hot seat. But, you know, his mentality right now is still winning games. But at this point, like, like I said, I think he just needs to – put young talent in, see what this guy's got, because we got a lot of old guys. I mean, Revis is old, you know, Mangold's old. These guys are not getting any younger. So, I would say Bowles has to be careful for what he does. Starring Ryan Fitzpatrick could possibly put him on the hot seat.
3: David, if you look at the teams for next year, who would you – there's one player to build your defense around. Who would it be?
10: Wait, one player th- that would put
3: on to defense? Your, you're gonna you're going to build your defense
10: around that player. That's your star player, your leader. Who are you going to build your defense around? You actually want to know something. I will look more, more into the cornerback position. You know, play your sound bites if you will. But, you know, the thing with Darrell Revis, I mean, I want him gone, but there's no way knowing how we're going to cut him because his money's guaranteed Why not? and he'll take a huge hit. Listen, I want Revis hit. gone. What?
3: It's not a huge hit if Revis leaves next year. No.
10: Yeah, I mean, I, I hope Revis can leave. But I, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I wish it could happen. But if he doesn't leave, I would probably put him at number two corner and then sign a new number one to put because Revis can go up against receivers like A.J. Green, Antonio Brown. I mean, you have this guy getting burnt left and right by Terrell Pryor, Kenny Britt. Like, I've had enough of watching it, dude. I mean, by just a running put, back. Yeah, even by running backs, too. So just put Darrell Revis at number two corner and then sign a new number one corner that can actually be a good physical matchup with these receivers that's just as strong, just as fast, has good coverage skills because Revis has lost it. He really has.
3: Here's a, here, here's, a, here's a tough question for you. Very tough question, actually. What is the bigger priority for you next year, getting a left tackle or getting a pass rusher?
10: Um, well... If we're going to start Bryce Petty next year or any non-experienced quarterback for this Jets team, then I would probably say offensive tackle because right now, yeah, I would say get an offensive tackle if we put a young guy in there next year. But, you know, an edge rusher is something we definitely need because we have not been getting pressure all year off the edge. I haven't seen that a lot. So I would go more or less on the offensive tackle side if we put a young quarterback in there next year.
3: David, good stuff, man. Thanks for calling in.
10: No problem. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.
3: And, Joe, that's the one thing. It's like everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, we've got to cut Revis. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. There's, 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 a, there's a huge problem we're going to have next year. First thing is you need to replace Revis. You need a you know, corner, of like a legit number one corner or a high two corner. You still need a pass rusher because Malden's kind mm-hmm. of coming on, but he's not dominant. And now you're going to need a left tackle. And a left tackle is going to be a problem because this draft is not, you know, if you look at Connor Rogers' Twitter feed, this is not a draft known for offensive linemen. All yeah. Left tackles do not come cheap. They're hard to find, nope. and we need one. Yeah. So now it's like, what's your bigger priority? Is it a left tackle or a pass rusher?
4: For me, it's you need to build
3: offensive line, that's got to be the priority.
4: Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely a left tackle. There's, that's not even... Uh, You can survive without a pass rusher. Rex Rex did it for years. We we had a lot of defenses where he didn't necessarily have an elite pass rush. He would send blitzes. We would get after guys and do stuff like that. But there was no guy off the line that would just just absolutely come out and maul you. You don't get a left tackle in here, and you don't provide Petty enough time to stand up right and get the ball out the pocket, we're done. We're done here. We'll be throwing away another quarterback because he'll be getting crushed every Sunday, Thursday, or Monday whenever we play. Okay, look at the benefits of – Bringing in an offensive line and giving you a quarterback time. The Dallas Cowboys are, are, are just a glowing example of that. Dak is out there throwing the football. Zeke is running the football like a madman because those fat boys up front allow them time and open those holes for Zeke to run through. He's not even getting touched on half of those runs until he gets into the, until that second level and he's just blowing past corners and safeties. I mean, we need to truly invest in this offensive line. I've been it for years. People are tired of hearing me saying it, but guess what? You're seeing what's happening now because we're having trouble running the football. We're having trouble throwing the football because guys are getting pressure on our quarterbacks in there. So uh, no doubt in my mind it is left tackle.
3: Yeah, that's the one thing. When Mark Sanchez was having all that success, he was behind the oh offensive line that was just dominating people. Yes, sir. That's yes, what, sir. Uh,
4: it's,
3: and now you got to look at Nick mangold has been hurt, what, three games now? The yep. often, you, know, we, you know, the Brickshaw missing him is just obvious. Ryan Clady was, you know, a, a risky kind of move. You knew what you were getting yourself into. That blew up in face. Mm-hmm. Jarvis Jenkins yep. blew up in face. Not the best offseason yep. for, for Mike McCagnin. Paying for Ryan Fitzpatrick yes. blew up in his face. Overpaying for Mo Wilkerson, blowing up in his face. You yep. know, but looking at next year, Joe, there is, the holes the Jets have are enormous. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Left tackle, quarterback, cornerback, Pass rusher, four of the most important positions on the field. We would
4: to address all of them in the offseason. season. Good luck, McCagnan. But this is the thing: is I don't. And I, you're right on those other. You know that those are holes. But I don't think it's just left tackle we're going to have to patch up either. There's no way you can trot Brino out there next year. I mean, uh, he's let's terrible. be serious. He's yeah, I mean, God, e- honestly, everybody outside of James Carpenter is a question mark, and the only reason I say that that. Nick Mangos, the question mark, is because of his age, and we've already talked about his injuries this, this year. How long can you continue to put him out there?
0: You know, we're already
4: seeing that, that age and those injuries start to pile up and he's not playing. You know, these, these things are just question marks. We're, we might have to rebuild him near the whole offensive line outside of left guard. It, it's scary. We, we, that's a position we have got to address. Right? We've
3: got to do it. Yeah, it's like if, if Brino's not missing a block, he's getting a personal foul. It, it's just yep, he, he's just. He,
2: we're gonna go. We're gonna go hey, to hey. your
3: your best friend now. We're gonna bring on your best friend Joe because
7: she she's waiting <laughs> patiently.
3: And this is this is my favorite part of the entire show. So, Rumi, Joe, and Tyson, how are you this evening?
1: Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on.
3: Well, we're doing great. And, and I'll just let you and Joe just argue. I'll listen.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know why you're calling me his BFF, first of all. I mean, Joe, I feel sorry for you. All your BFF has been hurt. I mean, first it was D, he got injured and kicked uh-huh. off the team, and now it's yeah. your boy Gino, you know, yeah. tearing his ACL. So I don't I don't know what's going on.
4: Well, really so, I want to I thank you for calling in. <laughs> you, you provided us such great insight on this team every single time you call in, just like your love for Fitz. I mean, he's clearly a guy that has produced great dividends for us this year. He's done nothing but good things. So I want to get your thoughts on Bryce Petty and his performance against the Rams. What are your thoughts on what he did out there?
1: Well, I thought Bryce did fairly okay, considering it was his first NFL game. He seemed pretty calm, and he threw a great long ball to Robbie Anderson. I think the play calling by Chan Gailey was too uh, conservative. All he did was just give it to Forte and Powell, which was ridiculous. He's just too scared to give that guy a chance.
4: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think they need to open up the playbook a little bit more for the kid. He's going to get a full week of practice this week, and he's going to take most of the reps, hopefully, unless they do something boneheaded and go back to fits. Um, you're going to see this kid out there. I, I, I want to see him, you know, again, go out there, get his game experience, get these reps, get this live game, you know, game practice time, and, and go out there and just throw the football, man. Let this kid develop. I want to get your thoughts on Todd Bowles as well. Is he on the hot seat
6: in your mind?
1: Of course, I've been saying to get rid of him from the last couple of calls. I mean, this guy—I don't know—he's just—he doesn't seem like he's into it, and he's losing the locker room. The players are just like missing meetings, and it just seems like we need somebody else to provide us.
3: Yes, it's very simple to say get rid of somebody. That's what everybody. Oh, get rid of him. (laughs) Who exactly are you? Who you replacing him with?
1: Well, isn't – I don't know. Isn't there other coaches out there? I'm even thinking about bringing back that guy Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. I mean, I, I know Brilliant. he's kind of crazy, but wow. at least he's, he you know gives some kind of spark. And he okay, knows. well,
3: first of all, Woody Johnson's not going to pay $10 million <laughs> a year for Jim Harbaugh. That, that's just not going to nope. happen. That's true. I, but, so, I mean, are you willing to bring in another you know, unproven guy like a coordinator, or do you want a proven head coach like Tom Coughlin?
1: Oh, Tom Coughlin, definitely. guy with more experience. We, I don't want another guy who's like a defensive coordinator. It's like a failed project, just like um, Rex. Well, I think Rex is actually better than Todd Bowles at this point. At least he has the guts to make plays, you know, go, go on fourth and one and, and change quarterbacks when he needs to. But Bowles is just, like you said, a zombie. He doesn't do anything. Like I feel like, I feel like he's afraid to like, piss off the management or something like that. Oh. What do you think? I
4: mean, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> scared, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's afraid, but uh, I mean, <laughs> some of his decisions are just so questionable. You know, not holding guys accountable. They they preach accountability constantly. Allowing Fitz to go out there and throw interception after interception mm-hmm. after interception. Continuously naming him the starter like he did for so long. Another guy that he's not holding accountable is Reed. Man, I mean, this guy's out here playing terribly. I, I don't understand how you trot him out there. What are your thoughts about the way that he played against the Rams? I mean, Kenny Britt was oh, no. all day. I
1: love Revis, too, and I hate to say bad things about him, but it's, I mean, he looks like he is giving up out there. And he's saying he's old. I don't know if that's true or not, but that Revis Island is long gone anymore. It's full of tourists, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I'm sorry to say it, but they're saying that he's going to leave. I don't think so with all that money. He has guaranteed.
3: No, 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 no. There's a misconception here. Revis can go next year. Once this season's over, the, the cap hit is significantly less. He's not making 17 million next year. It's like 13 million. There's offsets. If you cut, if he gets cut and you go somewhere else and signs, there's offset language in the contract. It's nowhere near as bad as people think it is. You can and just. It's just you got. At some point, you got to just let go. Let go of Revis. Yeah. The, the legend is gone. That's true. Move on. We need to get We need to get stronger, faster, greener, Rumi.
1: You know, I don't even know what that is. That's what I was going to ask you, because they don't show that commercial here on on the West Coast. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. Someone had to show me that commercial.
3: uh, I'll I'll, I'll tweet it to you. It's awful. It's absolutely dreadful. (laughs) It will will just make you want to punch things.
1: (laughs)
10: Well, (laughs) what
1: do you think about um, signing the injured back Romo? I mean, I think he's too expensive, first of all. Well, we just dropped another guy.
3: If you sign, what is what is the goal with signing Romo? A one-year quarterback? to Do what? Win nine games? Eight games? What is the purpose?
1: I agree. I mean, it's just ridiculous of them thinking of signing him.
3: That, that's a, that's a mean, Brett Favre move, and at least Brett Favre was somewhat durable. Romo was one head away from being out, so it's just yeah. it's just it's going to be great great headlines and fans are crazy about it, but it would be the wrong move for the Jets. Hands
1: and down. Chan Gailey wouldn't know what to do with him either. I think that guy needs to go more than anybody, him and Bulls.
3: The list, the list is long, Rumi. The list is very long right now. <laughs> what happened to your sound
1: bites? I missed it throughout we're the show. Busy.
3: We're too busy. We're, we're
1: too angry. We, can't, <laughs> we don't have time. There's
3: too many callers. <laughs>
1: well, you know what, Tyson? I hope we get your guy, though, from Notre Dame, that quarterback. Um, that, you know, and that's
3: what um, I'm, I'm talking on. about. You've got to
2: just make it real. <laughs>
4: That's it. <laughs> this is ridiculous.
1: Deshaun Kaiser. He's tall, 6'4. He's the next roomie. Joe Montana.
4: Roomie, Whoa. <laughs> Stop. <Yes? laughs> Can we stop this madness? What? what? Is going I mean, Dak, on in Dak here? and
1: when started right away. Why not that guy?
4: The next Joe Montana. And you have the nerve to even talk about that crap place on this program? Sorry, <laughs> Joe. That's, that's an all-new low, Rumi. I, I never <laughs> thought it would come from you, but you know what? This is disgusting. This is a disgusting display by you. I'm telling you. It, it's ridiculous.
1: I'm just that's mad because of our team. You guys are going to beat our team this week, okay? you got to give me some slack. You know wow. SC's playing with Bruins. You know you guys are going to kill yeah. us.
4: Oh, you're going to get whacked. You're, you're going to absolutely See, at least waxed. I'm, I'm realistic
1: you know I mean. in that sense, okay? So you've got you to gotta give me some
4: sympathy. Yeah, but there's no need to talk about that crap school on here. Let's never mention that, no, not that, that that's player a again. Good Let's school. never mention that guy again. No, no, it's not, really. All right. It, it, thank it's you, been, for, thank great you for calling in, Rumi.
1: Okay. Well, thanks, you guys. Have a good night. All
4: right. You sure. have a good night. Okay. Well, Get out of here. Get out of here. We're going to go to our next caller. Jose
3: in Austin, Texas. Jose, this is Joe and Tyson. How you doing, man?
7: Hey, what's up, uh, fellas? How, how's it going?
3: Oh, we're doing pretty good, man. Now we're talking about new coaches, new quarterbacks, the same old
7: Jets, man. Say, <laughs> hey, Joe, uh, I spoke to you uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess, on Facebook. I was part of the Austin Jet fans, the meetup group.
4: Okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it, w- it was great to speak to you, man. How you doing?
7: I'm doing good. Uh, I've been meaning to try to call you all, but uh, I drive for UPS, and I get off real late, and you know how it is. Got to make that money.
4: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel you, man. Let me let me let's get your thoughts on this team though, man. What are your thoughts about Petty in his first game starting?
7: Uh on Petty, I thought he did pretty good as considering it's his first start, but but let me get to this. When Fitzpatrick is playing, why is it that we start off five wide, throw on first down, throw on goal line situations? Petty comes in, they ran the ball. On first down, every play until like the middle of the third quarter, it got so bad that the the Rams were collapsing. They were blitzing on first down. That's how bad it was. And I was just like, man, can we can we let this guy throw? I mean, we're we're, yeah. we're, we're horrible. I mean, I, 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 it was pathetic. That was pathetic.
4: Yeah, it was it was a very conservative game plan by Chan. That was that was one of my only problems. I think it was just like, hey. You put this kid in a position and not make you know any type of mistakes, and it really hindered you know really hindered his potential in that game. Because I really think if they would have opened it up, this kid's got the arm; he can throw the deep ball. Let's do it. You know, let's, let's give the Rams something to be afraid of here. There's other weapons he could have used more effectively as well. I thought Quincy Inouye was underutilized in this game. I thought, you know, Matt Forte's receiving ability was underutilized in this game. There's are just under, under other weapons. You know, even Officer Ferris Jenkins I felt like could have been out there and done a little bit more. I, I, just, I, I, I questioned you know, Gailey's play calling, man.
7: The, the one thing I, I say about Petty, and I really haven't heard nobody talk about this, is that in college – he played in the spread formation and rarely got under center. Yep. And this last game, he was almost all under center, and he did an actually a pretty good job for a guy that's never been under center. So, um, yeah, I thought it was just yeah. too conservative. It was just too conservative. Yeah, I, yep, I, I
4: absolutely. Did, I Go did ahead.
7: tell my I did tell my buddies that uh, watch Robbie Anderson shine here because him and Robbie, you know, in preseason, you know, they 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 got together and sure enough, they I mean. He looked like he was looking at Robbie more than what Fitz Fitzpatrick does.
4: Yeah, yeah. Robbie Robbie has been man. Look, well, that's not saying Yeah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> anybody can find him more than Fitz. Like, Fitz is just missing guys left and right. But Robbie has been a fine man. This is a kid that is really emerging. I'm just so excited to see his growth within this offense as well. This dude is out there doing it all. We've seen him make these crazy catches, and especially his run after the catch is good because he's so fast. Man, he can get going. Also, your thoughts about Bilal Powell, man. Bilal Powell made a lot of very good, you know, chain-moving plays in this game, keeping himself alive as a runner and just absolutely burrowing to get the yardage to keep the first downs coming
7: yeah i'm i've been impressed it seems like um Powell's like had a little burst in step here lately yep. um i don't remember that last year he was a little i don't know if he was you know played hurt a lot but he has i mean you're doing what he's supposed to do i mean i like forte i don't think they're using him like they should be but you know he's older but you know as far as uh i i keep Hearing, you know, I was hearing your show. People bringing up Jay Cutler. Yeah, let's let's bring in Cutler. We already have Marshall and Forte. You know, let's get Erlock out of retirement so we can have all the Bears Bears on the Jets. So this, I mean,
3: <laughs> there's a lot of bad ideas being passed around there. and I think Jay Cutler has to top the list. I mean, the guy. There's nothing good about him. Everybody sees the big arm. That's great, but his off-the-field attitude, his on-the-field attitude, his leadership, his character, everything is a mess. I mean, oh, and if, now it's if, like why would, you take, why would you take somebody else's headache? Not to mention the contract. It, it's just, if, it's just an awful, awful, awful idea.
7: If Jay Cutler came here to New York, that media would eat him alive, oh. and he. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That would be a that yeah. would be an utter disaster. So, so Jose, before we let
3: you go, man, if the New York Jets start Fitzpatrick against the Patriots,
7: what are your thoughts? Oh no, no, no! Please don't say that. No, this, no, nah. it's Petty all the way, Petty from here on out. That's that's all I want to see is Petty. I don't want to see Romo. I don't want to see Hackenberg. I, I I just want to see Petty. Just let Petty air it out. Let's see what he has. This season's already shot. The coach can say we're not out of you know we're not out of the playoffs. Well, we know they're out of the playoffs. They're not. They're not going nowhere. They're not. They're not. Yeah. They're not going yeah, I I agree, man.
3: Man, Jose, thanks for calling and We definitely appreciate it.
7: Hey, appreciate it, guys. I'll talk to you later.
3: And the one thing, Joe, we, you know, we kid around about Hackenberg, but, dude, it's like get this guy practice reps. I and mean, he should be number two. The whole notion of Fitzpatrick now, like, you know right now Hackenberg's not taking any reps at all. He's not taking any reps because goes, no. you know, the starter, the second string, he's sitting there either doing maybe scout team, either there or just cutting the grass. So, he's not doing anything. So he needs to de- – <laughs> seriously, man, it's just it, – yeah. I, I hate this team. I hate the whole freaking team. I hate them all.
4: He I'm should so tired of because... lousy football. Okay. Look, I, just, I know, man. It, listen, listen. It is what it is, Tyson. Nice. It, it is what it is. We, we talk about this constantly, it, go on the show, outside of the show. It is what it is, man.
3: You know what this they need to do, year. This, I got another idea. <laughs> What do they need um, to alongside do that? alongside the flask that they're gonna give us when we go to the stadium, <laughs> we need a five hour energy drink too. Because this, this going <laughs> it's just it's hard to watch, mean, Keep us awake.
4: <laughs> you know, man, hey, this type of football puts you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the five hour energy drinks would come in handy. But if we go back to hacking
3: Just just, <laughs> just make sure they, they, they send the money to at Talk Jets Radio. Just make sure the money comes. We, we accept, and and since it's a Jets, we want a money runner. We don't want a check. We want a money
4: order from the Jets. Kid, trust us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, going back to Hackenberg, he should absolutely be getting more reps, and he should, you know, at this point, be set up. You know, it, it, just try to see what this kid has got as well. Like I said before, I, I don't even understand why his mechanics are not being worked on at this point. I, I, I don't get it. What, what exactly are you guys not looking at or not seeing? Where you think that just putting this kid out there and just have him running? You know, with the practice squad or doing whatever he's doing, and not working on his fundamentals and his and his mechanics is, is going to make him better. I, I don't get it. He needs to be getting at least a couple reps, working on his practice, working on his mechanics, and, and getting him better so that he can, you know, be in that conversation next year for the quarterback competition as well.
3: Hackenberg's studying so much film; he's going to be a film critic at this point. <laughs> You're know talking doing, man. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Amen. we're going to go to our next caller. It's Chad in New York. Chad, this is Joe and Tyson. How you doing, man?
2: What's up, guys? How's it
3: going? Oh, we're just trying to find ways to laugh at this team, man. This is this is a painful time.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm still laughing at the uh, five hour energy
3: comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what are your thoughts on Bryce Petty?
2: Um, I've seen a lot of hate, and I, you know, I I didn't think he played that bad. I've seen tons of hate in like two or three days. I thought he was solid. I mean, yeah. Like 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 yeah, you guys have talked like you guys have talked about like he didn't he didn't get any chance to do anything really so
4: mm-hmm. I don't know well, yeah I want to thank you for calling in I I just think some fans you know to me and my DMs were filled with it you know my timeline was filled with it there was a lot of hate I I just think they they just they just they, they, their expectations are just over the top. I don't know what they wanted to see out of this kid. Did they want to see him come out there and throw for 400 yards on the Rams? Like, that, it's that's bizarre. Just not. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's just not going to happen. He came out there, as you said, and, and I said, I thought the kid looked decent with what he was given. You know, the game plan was very vanilla, very conservative, and he worked with it. I mean, he was 10 or 14 at the half at 112 yards with a TD. I mean, that's solid oh, yeah. numbers for a kid in his first start. In his his first very start, first start, you know? <laughs> Play,
2: playing playing <laughs> in a garbage a, offense in college, it, so
4: it's like exactly, I don't know. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> and, and making the system change from from college, like you just said, you know, against a uh, legit defense, the number six defense in the league, I, that was solid to me, man. I I just don't get what people were were, were asking him to do or what he was coming for, but. What were your thoughts about that game plan? Though? And what are your thoughts about Gailey? Do you think he should be gone after this after the season because of some of our offensive inconsistencies?
2: Um, I get, I definitely get some of the hate on Gailey, but at the same time, how many opportunities has Fitz missed yeah. down the field? Like, yeah, we missed out on so many touchdowns because he just didn't see Robbie Anderson streaking down the sideline because he was staring at Brandon Marshall, like. Those pl- those are the kind of plays that are set up the entire game, and then when you miss it, it's a disaster. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, yeah, I just think,
3: think, don't you think, I, listen, I, I'll give Chan Changeli a pass in some ways, but I'm not going to give him a pass when you're for seven or eight times in a row in third and one, you're passing the ball. Your red zone efficiency oh. is dreadful. They are by far oh, the worst. I, I, the I totally I get zone.
2: what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Like, there's a lot of questionable play calls, but – it would be – I feel like it's amplified because we have a terrible, terrible quarterback.
3: Yeah, but see, you I know guess, what? I, to me, this, this would be Chan Gailey's test, though. You, you have a bye week. So that's two weeks. Now, give, give Bryce Petty an offense he can flourish in. Chan Gailey's been known to be a guy that always surrounds his quarterback with a, <clears throat> a quarterback-friendly system to maximize his resources. Well let's see it now. The, the Jets have receivers. There's no excuse there. Tight end, you know, Jacobs isn't too bad. You have a done as a hybrid – the running backs are fine. Get the ball out of his hand. Make the, let let him yep. play the suit he can do. They have to. At the, this wep- point.
2: the The weapons are there. <laughs> so, so
3: what is your reaction if if Ryan Fitzpatrick starts against the Patriots?
2: I I think it's just a complete disaster. Like, um, it's just if that happens, it's just Todd Bowles um, putting him in there to save his job. Like, that's the only logical way that that would be an option
3: <laughs> no i i, I, I mean, chad thanks thanks for calling him, man we appreciate it
2: yeah
3: it's interesting man the, you know chan Gailey, he's got his hands full now i mean because there's there's weapons there he's a young quarterback but there's no excuse there's no lack of talent around him so we'll see what yeah. happens we're gonna go to our fr- good friend jake from long island jake what's up man
2: what's uh what's
3: going on guys
2: uh i d I, I dm tyson on twitter asking if you guys are at the game and said no. You guys really didn't miss much. <laughs> Dude, was, I, don't know. Was, I don't know. It was honestly been to a lot of games that, you know, that was definitely the worst one. It's it, like, the fans weren't even into the game. The loudest they got was for the t-shirts and the people falling from the sky. And, and Can we get rid of that siren, please? I, I've had enough.
3: <laughs> yeah, got the siren has to go. The game experience is terrible, man. It's just, it's, it's a disgrace. It's embarrassing, and you when you leave there, you feel like you just you feel like you just lost your day and lost your money. Like you just feel like you got you got robbed. Yeah. Seriously, and I, that, I saw a great article about season tickets this week. I, reading that made me just like I, I was thinking about buying season tickets uh, for a number of years now. And you know what is the point of having a PSL for this team when you can just buy tickets for way cheaper on the secondary market? And it's not even the game day experience is not great at all. And the product of a team that they give you is even worse. If that was even possible. Yeah, and the thing is, like, if you like, like, the San Diego Chargers aren't a very good team in terms of their record, but they play exciting football. The games, it's like high flying. There's action. They're, they you know, they're physical. They're running around. You watch the Jets. They're like, they're like stuck in mud. They lack direction. They lack energy. It's just like you. It was just. It was dreadful. They take like, on the just, personality of their head coach. It was like, as I said, I, be, I became a zombie. I was like numb. I didn't know what to do. I was just numb. I couldn't even react to the game. <laughs> it, it, it's embarrassing. And the San Diego Chargers have this thing called the franchise quarterback that's the face of the franchise. You
4: know, the, the Jets, yeah.
3: you know, they, they don't know what that's, uh, that's all about, I guess.
4: Yeah, I, I'm, there's just a lot of issues going on there. What are your thoughts about, because there's a lot of people in this fan base speaking of franchise quarterbacks. That are interested in facing after Tony Romo and Jay Cutler. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, keep
3: Cutler far away. Don't even let him in the building. But in terms of Romo, you know, the question is: Do you guys see any of these rookie quarterbacks being ready to play
10: next year? Because uh, I certainly don't.
4: Well, I, I think that Petty showed a—you know—he's shown a little promise, oh, especially in this no. first game. Uh, no, no, you're one of those guys. No. <laughs> I knew it.
2: Definitely not. <laughs> Guys, 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 guys. L- listen, guys listen. Can... hold on, hold on. Take some time. Look
3: in the mirror. <laughs> that guy cannot be starting next year for the
2: Jets. Well,
4: well just, Jake. Please. Jake, hold on a second. Wait a second. I first agree. Off, is the first... it, what <laughs> Okay, so let's slow down here. Let's see what the kid comes with going forward. And hold on. Let's not just talk about that, but also the cap implications that you would have to deal with if you were to bring in Romo. Think about how much money you'd have to allocate just to bring him in, with all the other holes that we have on this team as well. I think the smartest thing you could do is either start Bryce Petty, right, or Hackenberg, whatever comes out that quarterback competition, or somehow you convince Geno Smith to sign for a deal uh, no, to bring him back guy as well. No, want starting. Stop it! Wow, no, forget him. Forget <laughs>
3: him. No, I'd rather have Petty start. Guys, this what?
11: is this is this is what it comes down to. You know,
3: I'm sure the Jets have other needs, but when you have a good quarterback, those needs, those flaws can be hidden. And Not Tony true. Romo is an excellent quarterback when he's healthy. He's one of the most underrated players in the entire league history. Talk, guys, when this guy is healthy, he's a top-ten quarterback in the league. I, I don't think you guys are denying that. Top five.
4: And that's and, – and that's wait, wait, wait. Not and Top that's five, the we need to pump the brakes, but – uh, <laughs> I didn't say top five, but that's part of the problem you're saying when healthy. Our offensive line is a major concern going into next year. Tony Romo is one no, hit away is. from being done. It, t- Tony Romo is one hit away from being done. If you sign him, you will not have money to allocate to entirely fix this offensive line. Because we're talking about going into next year without a left tackle, but we need more than that because I know you're not talking about trying Brino out there next year. I know you're talking about Oh, no, that. no, guys, yeah, he's some veteran oh, okay. trash. That's what we call him. <laughs> okay, so if we're talking about being smart here and moving forward and building for the future, this is what I've been talking about for years with this fan base, you need to learn how to allocate funds to positions of need. Okay, listen, quarterback is a need, but we got young guys who we just drafted. We took hack in the second round. You just drafted Petty last year. You knew he was a project. Now's the time for you to make those draft picks cash in. Okay, don't keep putting these Band-Aids on this gunshot wound, all right? Tony Romo, have a nice day. We're not signing you. Let's allocate this money. But Fix our secondary. That is a major issue. Revis is giving oh, man, up. Man. I mean, Revis is just giving it up every week. We got an offensive line that can't do anything. We also need a pass rusher. I mean, let's be serious here, guys. Let's start building for the future and not throw it away and bring it. Guys, in Romo. What, what we need to for from this
3: team Throughout these next six weeks, you know I want them to take the New England games. It's always nice beating New England. Is it going to happen? No.
6: But Absolutely not. We
4: need to hope that. Uh, what? But, yeah, beating New England is not happening. Yeah, no, 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 no. Obviously not. But yeah. what
3: we need to hope for is for them to tank it and get into the top five, which is you know that's going to happen. And we need Jabril Peppers on this football team next year. Take the best player available. Don't don't reach for these. Don't reach for need. Jabril Peppers would be an immediate contributor for the Jets. He'll make plays in the secondary, force turnovers. I I know the Jets, you know, are allergic to an interception at this rate. He could be a return guy, and you can even use him a little bit on offense. Now listen, right The away, more talent the merrier. The more talent the merrier. And but see, what it was, well Would you would you be willing to trade like Mo Wilkerson or Sheldon? Oh, Sheldon Richardson, get out get out of town, please. <laughs> Seriously. He needs to go. I, I really, I don't think Mo Wilkerson is that big of a cancer as one may think. I think we still may have a player in Mo. I think people are being a little too hard on him. I know there's no excuse for missing meetings. Obviously not. But I think with his good buddy Sheldon out of town, I, I think you'll
10: see a difference in Mo Wilkerson.
3: Also, he'll be healthy next year as well. Yeah, and, that's, and that, I'm, I'm definitely willing to trade one of them because we need draft picks. And like Joe said, these draft picks got to count. No more projects, okay. no more guys that are going to sit out a year, no more redshirt years. You need guys that are going to play Girl. this year. And that's, I mean, hey, I'm listening. I'm not opposed to it, man. Jake, good stuff, man. I Thanks really. for calling in. All right, no problem, guys. Have a good night. You too. Well, Joe, we covered a lot of things tonight, but I think the most important thing we covered was the marketing ideas for the Jets. We, we've identified things to make the same experience <laughs> much more important. So just a recap. Ryan Fitzpatrick is now the halftime show. He's throwing balls either yeah. in a dumpster or in a dunk tank, yeah. which is very good. He could sign autographs to Bud Light Tank. We need a flask, mm-hmm. half full, and we need five-hour energy shots. You do yeah. that, and then, and only then, we'll consider going back to games.
4: Absolutely. they got to get on top We're, of that.
3: And we want them to send a check to Talk Jets Radio Care Primetime. we we'll let Primetime get our check.
4: Money order, not check. Money order. Oh, that's right, money. We, we, can't about that. we have to bounce it. That's right. Money order. Be smart now. Let's get this paper. Money order. Don't
3: don't, don't bounce that check like a Ryan Fitzpatrick pass <laughs> 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 Oh God. I hate this team. I do. <laughs> well I do. There's no dude, the worst thing is we know we are two years away.
12: Do you just think of it this
3: way? You're going into next season, you need a left tackle, a quarterback, a number one
4: cornerback,
3: and a pass rusher. We're screwed. We're
4: screwed. Well, you know, we've got young guys, though. Um, We'll see what Justin Burris turns into. That could help our number one quarterback position right there. You know, you never know. (laughs) Here we go with this. You never know what this kid can develop into. He's got to be put out there. Our offensive line situation, we're screwed. We talked about that coming into this year. It was super thin. You know, hopefully he's addressed that this year. And, you know, pass rusher, it is what it is. I mean, the jury's kind of still out on Malden. I think that he can develop into that guy. I think that weight really hindered his development and his production this year. So hopefully they're smart with him next year and say, okay, you can take that weight off. We'll find other ways to utilize you and make you effective. So, you know, you can you can fix some of these things, but we, we've got to address things in the draft, and we got to be smart. We've got to be smart about how we allocate these funds. Yeah, I do.
3: Well, at least we have a bye week. We have a stress-free week of football coming up, thank goodness, and we need to wait on Tuesday to hear Tom Bowles' announcement. If it's Fitzpatrick, I'm telling you, please tune in. Just please, I beg, if Damien <laughs> Fitzpatrick is a starter, you're going to hear a rant like you've never heard before. So first of all, we want to thank all the great callers and also our yeah. special guests too, Community Food Bank in New Jersey. Please, if you can't donate time, donate money. Ten dollars to us is like thirty dollars to them. So please just you know look into the organization and, and give back where you can. And Joe, this is now your time to shine, my friend.
4: Yes, absolutely. Listen, I am man of the people. I am here for the people. Give me my music. <laughs> One, two, three, I said horn, and go. I absolutely love that, man. Listen, I am the man of the people. I am here for the people who let me shamelessly promote our Facebook page. Everyone. Go on Facebook, search Long Beach Joe. Like that page. Our content is up there, all right? Go ahead, message us. We'll message you right back. We love going back and forth with people on there about this team. Also, leave us some feedback, man. We love hearing about what you guys think about the show. I'm also on Twitter as well, at j 0 Okay, go ahead, follow me. I'll follow you right back. Hey, you want to troll me? No problem. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, baby. We can go back and forth. I'll troll you right back. I'm also on YouTube as well, at youngj 0 That's two zeros on YouTube, three on Twitter. I do weekly videos about the entire NFL. I also talk about the Jets as well. I do weekly pick them. So tune in, subscribe to my content, leave me a comment. You can also message me on there as well. And we'll go back and forth, and we can talk about the team on there as well too, man. And as always, guys, when you see me in person, Show
8: on- me the money! Jerry,
4: uh it's crazy. It's like we've been doing the show for years. We've been friends for years and you just you stay hating. It's just it's crazy, but you know what? The love will overcome the hate. Listen, when you see me in person, arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? It will cost you nothing. They're all free. We love every single one of you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys mean the absolute world to us. Without you guys, we are absolutely nothing. I want to thank Mary O'Connell for coming on the show. CFBNJ.org, guys. Get over there to the Community Food Bank and donate any way you can. Get involved. There's a lot of people that are in need and need your help. Please do whatever you can to help them. Thank you guys so much for listening.
3: Yeah, no doubt. And everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy a stress-free stress-free football. and then. We'll go back to the circus next week. So thanks for the listens, the feedback, and thank you to Primetime for dealing with all our nonsense.